Welcome back, everybody, to a big episode of Yeah No No Yeah. It is that time to where Liam and I catch up on all of the movies we've been watching, but it's not just that. I had the bright idea of making it one episode to where we catch up on all the movies we've been watching since the last one of those episodes and all of the music we've been listening to. So we talk about a whole lot of movies, a whole lot of albums, It was a lot of fun, but this is definitely a bigger episode. I wanted to see how it went, but it definitely took a lot out of us afterwards. But I hope that you guys enjoy listening, that's what matters. Be sure to check out the timestamps in the description if you want to jump to a certain point, avoid spoilers, all of that good stuff. Also check out the link tree to find our social medias, Instagrams, all of that. And interact with the poll if you're on Spotify. Also, don't forget that we do have a Patreon. We would greatly appreciate any support, big or small. It helps us make the podcast even better and all of the money has been going to the new artwork for each episode. I hope that you guys enjoy that. Shout out to Manu Art for doing it for us. She's doing a great job. And speaking of patrons, I want to shout out our five patrons currently. We've got Kath.reviews on Instagram, moving underscore 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 pictures on Instagram, Sarah's popcorn chat on Instagram, our door film on Instagram, and Luna underscore 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 pearl on instagram so check out all of them thank you guys so much for the support like it helps us out tremendously and we hope you guys enjoy the episode with that being said let's get into it Oh yeah, I do have a Okay. Oh, it's a little. I have a big can. God, I miss White Claw so much. They have it over here, but it's so expensive. I'm surprised that you liked it. It's great. But this is Copperberg Hard Cider. It's like seven percent, and it's like one point eight standard drinks in one. Wow. (laughs) In that little can. In that little can. Yeah. So we don't have many topics this time. That's one thing. That's the way it used to be too, right? We didn't really always have many topics. I guess, yeah. Yeah, this episode is just going to be... We don't know how big this episode's going to be. It could be 10 hours, we don't know. <laughs> We're just going through all our movies and music watches and listens and all that shit in one episode. Two birds and one out. stone, that was yeah. my idea. Catching up on both big things. We could even throw shows into it too, why not? Oh, what God, shows I... you been watching? <laughs> and what books you've been reading? No, just kidding. How do we do this? <laughs> well, we might as well just get right into it. Uh, movies. We, we have a... It's crazy the amount of... Like I was saying, I have almost the exact number of movies list, watched and albums listened to. I didn't even plan it. Like, it's bizarre. But well, I think for this one, it's probably going to be a bit easier because we have, like, roughly the same movies. But with albums, you're going to have to do, like, maybe three and then one, three, one or something like that. Cause oh, I might have to. Yeah, idea. true. Because... I mean, if I wasn't counting my re-listens, then yeah, it'd probably be like 30 albums. I honestly, I won't have a lot to say about some of them. You know, sometimes it's just, I don't know what to say. But <laughs> Sometimes that's just the way it is. All right, well, you might as well go first if you like. Want me to start? Well, uh, last movie I watched in the last, ep- well, last episode we did this was uh, In the Mood for Love. So mm-hmm. picking up right after that. I watched, you've seen some movies by this guy, at least one, but this movie called About Endlessness by Roy Anderson. Yeah, yeah. 
Dude, I love the way this guy makes movies. They're just, it's so weird and depressing, but just like unique. Yeah, I've really, know? really been wanting to continue watching his movies because oh. I saw Songs from the Second Floor and I love that movie so much. But mm-hmm. like, And I haven't seen that one yet. I it, haven't it seen is, that one yet. It's like fantastic and I like want to continue because like it's a trilogy of movies, that one is is in yep. like a trilogy, but like it's so fucking hard to find you the living, the second one. Like oh. I don't know where to where the fuck to find it. I've tried torrenting, streaming, rent, buy, mm. like it's fucking impossible. Yeah, it's it's kinda hard. I was surprised I was able to find this one. Yeah, you need to I want you to definitely watch uh, a pigeon sat on a tree branch uh, reflecting on existence or whatever. You've that seen that movie is I have seen that. It's That's the third in the trilogy. You can't do that. <laughs> what but You're breaking think, no, the law. I, think, <laughs> I didn't even know that it was a trilogy before watching. I mean, it, it's though. a trilogy like, like you know the Vengeance trilogy, the trilogy. Yeah, exactly, so, as I was yeah. saying, <laughs> like based on its themes, I guess, but yeah. not like not only is each movie its own story, but each like scene in the movie is its own mm. story. It's crazy, just loosely connected scenes about humanity and just like people being miserable and just like life and yeah. little things about life, and it's just I don't know, it's really cool Mm. like both the pigeon movie and this about uh movie about endlessness (laughs) i just love calling it the pigeon movie (laughs) well it's easier than saying a pigeon sat in a tree branch reflecting on existence every time i want to talk about it it makes it sound like a dreamworks animation or something (laughs) the pigeon yeah i want to make a kid sit through this movie and see how they come out i'm sure you do no those two movies are like they're almost identical in like the way that they're done it's just you know different things happen so it's definitely his style and i bet songs from a second floor is like the same exact style but yeah yeah overall great movie i gave it a four out of five it's not as good as the pigeon movie but (laughs) um it's still like a great movie and i can't wait to watch more of his stuff I left off last time on Shacha Real Smooth. Um, so my next one was The Banshees of Inner Sharon. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I really, really loved it. Like, obviously. I mean, everyone does, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most people. It sort of feels like it's getting, like, a little, like, lesser for me right now. Just because it, it's just that it doesn't really stick with me, like, as an overall story that much. As much as I wanted it to. But, like, yeah. while you're watching it, it's just like, yeah, this is fantastic like mm-hmm. i love colin farrell in the movie i think he's amazing obviously brendan gleason <laughs> yeah. everyone of the yeah. cast is just fantastic and it has like a really great mix of just humor and like really sincere sad shit as well it's a, it's a beautiful movie i've only seen god have i still only seen two of his movies martin mcdonough's movies but it's mm. my favorite for sure and it was like it made it into like my top three of last year so yeah yeah great freaking movie i gave it a five i don't know about you if you're still thinking about it but yeah i gotta um, catch up on a lot of ratings like i've got so many (laughs) fucking movies to review but yeah yeah it's like but i don't know it's probably around like a nine for me right now but yeah i do really love a lot about it i like in bruges better though i I will say that i and i'm sure i will too that movie just looks like something i would give five stars and that i would love i just know i will that but, that movie is so weird that it can make you like extremely depressed one minute and then like laugh like a maniac the next. It's crazy. <laughs> Those are my favorite type of movies. So, then you'll yeah. love in Bruges. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I'll love it. Oh man, mm-hmm. I can't wait. Just yeah, a great movie overall. Great oh yeah. Movie. The next movie I watched, which we already talked about this, so we don't have to go into it. But oh, Decision to Leave. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. the one after Decision to Leave. I also we also talked about. So 
that's why I wasn't as thrilled looking at that one after this. But no, Decision <laughs> to Leave. Yeah, great freaking movie. Again, I mean, refer look at our Park Chan-wook episode if you want our full thoughts. Well, my next one was a rewatch of Knives Out because I showed it to my older cousin because he hadn't seen it. Yeah, just still great. I, I still don't think it's like a perfect movie or anything. Like, I've seen it. This is my third time watching it. I, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Mm. I still really really love it but yeah it's not like totally perfect i don't think but it's just it's yeah, such a fun so murder mystery like i just i don't know i'd love daniel craig in the role he's just so fun and anna yeah, day is made like anna day Armas is like really weirdly like fantastic in this movie <laughs> like she just <laughs> yeah. she just has these moments where you're like oh my god i really feel for this character but mm-hmm. I, don't know, I just love yeah. it yeah yeah me too i only saw it the one time in theaters when it was released and it was good it was very good I haven't rewatched it since, though. Mm. And yeah, Daniel Craig kind of made the movie, and that was like the first thing I saw Anna de Armas in, too. What about 2049? No, even 2049, I think I watched after Knives Out. What? I didn't Jesus. watch that right when it came out, so. <laughs> but no, the one after this, I. I we talked about Avatar The Way of Water. I don't really <laughs> want to talk about that again. I gave it a three out of five. Watch our episode with Tony. Well, my next one was a rewatch of Superbad. Ooh, it's nice. still a fucking masterpiece. Like, oh my god, I love Superbad so much. It's yeah. just amazing. I I showed it to my younger cousin because he hadn't seen it yet, and I thought, you know, you're at this age now, you can watch Superbad now if you want. So I showed it to <gasps> yeah. him, and it was like a rewatch for my other cousin as well. But yeah, it was just so fucking good. I I don't know how they do it, but it just like captures that whole like vibe of high school back in that day like so well and it's just it really does oh my god it's just so fucking funny i need to rewatch that it's been so long but yeah every time i watch it it gets better and better and it is a relatable movie for that type of uh high school party atmosphere i guess it was definitely i mean it wasn't my high school was as crazy as that i didn't go through the shit they went through but still it was no it's just like it, it really movie. gets that vibe of just you know being in high school in that time and having like a load of crushes and you know drinking when mm-hmm. you're not supposed to and all that shit it's, it's fun <laughs> yeah that's true well this next movie is it was a heavy 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 fucking movie it was I, I watched uh, Gaspar Noe's latest movie, Vortex. Still gonna watch yeah. that. Fuck. Oh, man. Yeah, set aside, like, how long is this movie? Two and a half, 245. I don't know how long. It's almost, it's a long movie, and it is a slow movie. It's a very challenging movie because, like, the entire movie is split down the screen. And if you've watched Lux Eterna, he does the same thing to where it's like split screen and you're watching different things at once. And so people are going to love it or hate it. But like, that sounds yeah, weird. it was just a, it yeah. is really weird. But like, it was kind of interesting the way he did it. Cause like one side of the screen is following, you know, it's an, about an elderly couple, yeah. which the wife is, you know, starts getting like dementia and just forgetting things. And it, one camera is following her, the other camera is following the guy and you're just watching them kind of go about all of this and... I'm certain yeah. people have made comparisons to Amour because, like, that's pretty much Probably. the plot of Amour. Like, the wife starts getting dementia and then the husband has to oh. watch her go through it. Yeah, then I, they probably will. Then I haven't seen Amour, but this just had really unique execution. And anybody who's a Gaspar Noe fan is probably going to like it and be in the mood for a long, slow, slow burn, though. Oh my god, by the end of it, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but holy shit, it's just, <laughs> it's a heavy movie. So, yeah, I gave it a. Uh, four and a half out of five so pretty high 
Isn't the um the husband, isn't he played by the guy who directed Suspiria, like the original? Yeah, that's true. That was another weird thing about the movie. Dario Argento was yeah. like, yeah, he's the main guy. So I did, that was kind of strange. But it was cool. He was a good actor. My next one was a rewatch of The Road to El Dorado. <laughs> um i'm not sure why yeah it's it's still very very fun it's it's a fun movie <laughs> i i think like the songs can be a bit like cringy or like they come they come at just random times and you're just like oh what the fuck are you why is elton john here basically <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's it's fun and it, you have a good time and like i really like the design of the entire like place that they go to it's really cool you just randomly decided it felt like watching it i was high okay i'll admit it <laughs> I mean, I was just wondering the circumstances. On rewatch, I gave it an 8 out of 10. The next one I watched, because this was before I had watched The Whale, so I wanted to make sure that The Whale was the last movie I had to complete Aronofsky's filmography. So in order to do that, I had to watch this one, because I hadn't seen it yet, and it's Noah. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. I saved it for... I just... It never felt like watching it. I never, I probably would never would have watched it if it wasn't directed by Darren Aronofsky. And yeah. yeah, it's his worst movie. And it's, I don't even think it's a bad movie. I gave it a three out of five. I just think it's his worst. Like I wasn't interested in what was going on. The CGI and like the story is just all. It's just I grew up with the story of Noah's Ark and like having to learn all this stuff. But this is just crazy. Like, yeah, rock people, big rock fucking what uh, it's weird like... i saw it in theaters when it came out it was just like the weirdest movie ever like it's it's a total it's blur strange. to me at this point but like i remember mm-hmm. not liking it well this was back in january i watched it and i still don't remember much about it like it just yeah. came and went i just oh well it, i just wanted to complete his films so the next one i watched was duel d-u-a-l it's oh, the 2022 oh, yeah the 2022 movie from the guy who directed the art of self-defense Oh um, shit! Yeah, and I didn't it's know got he was the same guy. Yeah, it's that guy, and it's got Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul. And um, I knew Aaron Paul was in it. I wanted to watch it because of him. But... Yeah, he's. <laughs> I mean, he's not in it much. I'll say that. Damn um, it! And it's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I was hearing that from. It's such a shame people. though, because like I fucking love the art of self defense. I've seen it like twice now, and it's awesome. I think it's just like trying. It's trying way too hard. It's got all these wacky ideas there, and it's just executing them so poorly. It's it's a really lazy movie. Like it does not write the characters well at all. It wants you to like care about this main character, but she talks in such a fucking robotic way. <laughs> I I just. I could not latch onto any of it, any of it. I think it's like that on purpose, like for the sake of some sort of deadpan humor, you know. I don't know. Yeah, she just wants to kind of like art of self defense. It was deadpan, yeah, very deadpan. But like that mm-hmm. worked because like you actually gave a shit about the main character and like the characters True. around were actually fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's just with Duel, like I don't know. Do you want to know like the plot, like the basic plot? Sure. Or yeah, you can tell me whatever. Yeah. It's basically about this woman who, like, finds out that she's dying, or she has, like, a terminal illness, basically. There's, like, this futuristic, like, program thing where you can clone yourself. Your clone can live on and, like, bring comfort to your, like, loved ones and stuff. Oh. Like, after you die. Um, Oh my god, this is the same, not to interrupt, but this is the same plot of, like, an episode in season two of Black Mirror. I think of season two of Black Mirror. This is, like, the oh, same Oh, yeah, be plot. right back. Yeah. Yeah, the one with, with Donald Gleeson. Gleeson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that episode fucked me up. Oh, oh yeah, gosh. that was, was fucking like, amazing. Crying. I didn't I even make that connection. Cry. Yeah, it, that to me, I mean, I just remembered that. Like, that was the God, same God, that episode's good. Plot. It is. It's Black so Mirror's good. just so good. 
Yeah, but yeah, anyway. but this was basically that, and um, it was not yeah. done well at all. Given the fact that she is cloning herself, but like she sounds more robotic than the actual clone, it's oh, just really? so weird. Like <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of any of it. I didn't give a shit about the character at all, and the way that the plot mm. like evolves after that, it's just like what the fuck is going on? Like it's it's just <laughs> yeah, trying way too hard, and it's got too many ideas floating around and it just didn't work i don't think i can't even say like the acting is that great even like i didn't like karen gillen in it that much aaron paul was barely in it damn it sounds like it had a lot of potential to be a great movie but i would say just 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 watch be right back just watch that (laughs) yeah yeah just watch black mirror the next one i watched i showed for the uh shandra had the house that jack built because she's never watched it yeah so i'm always wanting to show people that movie i don't think i saw what she thought about it or anything so she only gave it like a three and a half out of five i knew she wouldn't Um, love it as much as we did but i'm just glad she at least liked it because how can you not like i knew that she would find some of the matt dylan stuff hilarious like the scene the same scene that you guys were laughing about you and julia he had the ocd breakdown he kept going to the house (laughs) like every time we were just laughing it's like it, never gets it, it gets like actual full laughs out of me now. Like it, it's just so <laughs> fucking funny. It's getting to the point where like almost every scene is something funny about it to me. I don't mm. know why, but like yeah, it's just I never get tired of it. It's so weird as well. Like any time that anyone brings up that movie or we talk about it, I just I want to rewatch it. Like immediately. I know. You don't even have to yeah. say anything. You just have to say the title, and I'm like, uh-huh. fuck, I want to rewatch that now. <laughs> Well, it's the perfect balance of, like, it's entertaining and funny to where you want to rewatch it, but there's also so much, like, depth to it that you get more out of it each time, so it's, like, the perfect recipe for a rewatchable movie. And the weird thing as well is that it's, like, super long, but I still want to rewatch it. Like, I'm I'm not usually into rewatching movies that are that long, Mm -hmm. but damn same but like there's no for me it's gotten to the point where there's no boring moments like i'm never bored i'm always like wanting to know what's happening you know so like i don't even i never feel the runtime i never feel it well my next one was a rewatch of banshees of inisharan um because i oh i went back a second time in theaters to see it i took my grandma she loved it i just thought it was a movie that she would enjoy It, it sort of solidified i think that's what solidified it as like not being completely perfect to me right now it's just because mm. i rewatched it and i was like it's good and i'm enjoying it but i afterwards i was just like yeah that that was i, I don't feel much from that it's just like really good i yeah i guess i would have to see how i feel on a rewatch if i would even get much more out of it you know but the next movie i watched this was when i was kind of on my wong kar wai kick because i was like trying to watch through his movies i watched chunking express and it blew me away this movie is incredible like oh where do i even start like i really want to watch one kawaii movies i haven't seen any this would be a good one to start with chunking express or actually you know what you should start with fallen angels that one i think i might yeah yeah that one is a great gateway one and i think it'd probably be both of our favorites uh you know chunking express is good it's like divided into like two different stories and they're both kind of like love stories but um the soundtrack is great the editing it feels like a martin scorsese movie like it's just kind of like crazy but like subtle at the same time and yeah it's just very quotable too like some great quotes in there so like i don't know i'm being generous with a lot of these movies but i gave it another five out of five because i just couldn't think of anything wrong with it it was Mm. just amazing my next one was a (laughs) 
rewatch of It Follows. Once again, I did watch that while I was inebriated, if you want to call it that. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I wanted something that would, I don't know, make me feel kind of freaked out while I was like on a high and I was like, okay, I need to... That seems like a, a terrible idea. It wasn't. It was like, <laughs> I mean, I liked it. It was like... freak me the hell out. Yeah, but it was like oh. freaky in that kind of way where like... In a good way. I was like engaged as hell. Like I couldn't take my eyes mm. off the screen. I was just like, That's I have true. to see what's That's going true. on, what's happening next. Like even though I knew it, like in the back of my mind, it was just like, yeah. you know, dumb high brain makes you think. <laughs> it's like... Mm. Yeah, that's true. You're seeing it for the that's first true. time. It's still so good. It is a great movie. I only saw it the one time, like, last Halloween. I don't remember when it was. Two Halloweens ago or something. But, yeah, it's a great horror movie. But I could never imagine watching, like, Hereditary under that same <laughs> oh, no, mindset. I'd be just be in hell. Like, that'd be terrible. That's, that's a bit different, though, because, like, It Follows has a lot of really beautiful elements to it. Like, the soundtrack and, like, the cinematography. Ah, yeah. Like... You know, you watch That's it true. in that kind of way, and it's like, oh, you know, I'm being stimulated by all of that, but I'm also, like, freaked out at the same time. It's really mm. good. That's true. The style is cool enough to where that'd be why you want to do it. Yeah, you would never do Hereditary. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear, you know, Hail Paven at the end of the movie and be like, ah, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> uh. Yeah, on rewatch, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Nice. I, I don't think I ever thought it was, like, a perfect movie or anything. I think, like, the end is a little bit off and on mm. for me sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't even know how to explain why, but, I mean, yeah, it's it's still, like, really, really good. I definitely prefer Under the Silver Lake, obviously, but... I think I do, too, honestly. A little... Just a little bit more. I, I fucking adore that movie. Well, this next movie I watched in theaters, it was my first 2023 release movie, and that was Megan. Oh, Ooh, Jesus. Megan. <laughs> Dude, I was, when I saw the trailer for this movie, at first I thought this looks so dumb, I'm gonna hate it. And then I saw the trailer again and saw her dancing. And I'm like, this looks so bad that it's good, I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> then I watched the movie. It's not even so bad it's good, it's actually good. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I. <laughs> like maybe i'll watch it at some just, point but it's not a priority or anything <laughs> no i get that but like it was just a really fun dumb fun horror movie aspects of it weren't even bad like none of the performances were bad the story wasn't bad the effects weren't bad it's kind of yeah cheesy having like a little robot go doll girl just like going around talking and dancing and shit but you know it was just done really well it's like i think it's like uh people have been saying it's like orphan meets chucky those two yeah movies. that seems like the vibe i was getting from it yeah, yeah. i haven't seen chucky <laughs> yeah. but i've seen orphan and like you know everybody of course after this was bringing out the whole like gr yes girl boss slay and oh stuff like that but but no <laughs> is megan a she's literally was, me character <laughs> she could fall into that maybe she's you know, a robot I know, that's true, that's true. But, no, if you watch the movie, you would see how, like, technically she's not in the wrong for a lot of the stuff she's doing. Like, she's she's not, like, evil by heart, you know? She's just, you'd have to watch the movies. It was a bit more complicated than I thought it was going to be. But at the end of the day, I don't know. It's a fun horror movie. I gave it a 4 out of 5, which is probably pretty high for that. But I had a lot of fun in the theater, and that's what mattered to me, I guess. Well, I hope I enjoy it when I eventually do watch it yeah and the soundtrack is great like there's a charlotte gainsbourg song in there that has a remix to it and it's great i don't know you just have if you listen to the soundtrack it is actually a good soundtrack i look forward to it 
sort of. Well, my next one was uh, Triangle of Sadness. I don't know, that one's sort of like thrown a spanner in the works for me. So I, I don't know what to even think yeah. about it right now. I don't know, it's sort of just this, like, I guess hence the name, tr- like, triangle of sadness it's like sort of in three different parts like a triangle the last part of it i didn't find like super interesting it just sort of felt like it went on for a long time but like up until that point i was like really enjoying it it's just it's an odd movie and it like has a lot of metaphorical type of storytelling it's sort of just this whole thing about like you know fuck the rich basically i don't know it's got a lot of like more deeper meaning than that i don't know that's sort of the gist of it i guess it's a it's about like a bunch of people like going on a cruise and they're all like rich as fuck and the boat like sinks and they don't know what the hell oh. to do and it's like yeah that's kind of funny yeah i i really wanted to watch that because a lot of people there was a lot of buzz around it you know and it's interesting loved it or hated it but it is really yeah. interesting i'm i'm not like somebody loves or hates it i'm sort of just in the middle right now i could see myself liking it more in the future maybe if i watched it again all i know is that it had the guy from push a three in it and that was enough for me, because I've <laughs> wanted to see that guy in more since Pusher 3. And Woody wow. Harrelson. Woody Harrelson was a lot of fun. Oh, he's in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I heard about this movie. Isn't it like, does the camera do some weird shit to where like you're on a ship and like, and somebody was telling me that. Um, like to the where it makes you kind of like queasy because like the ship is yeah it definitely does in the midsection yeah but like oh, the the ship part is like the second part so it's only like one third of the movie mm. it, yeah it was it was an interesting movie overall like i don't know what to think about it right now but i'll just need to let it sit yeah. in my brain yeah. for a while because <laughs> it's i think it's up for best picture like isn't it yeah and that's like really nominated. weird that, I, I know that doesn't seem like one that would be up for best picture but the next one i watched was i think this was the last Wong car y movie i watched recently and that was uh fallen angels which yeah my favorite of the bunch so far my favorite i think i've seen like four of his movies now and this is my favorite so far kind of like how chunking express reminded me of like a scorsese movie this like fully embodies like the just kind of like crazy and chaotic but like stylistic you know stuff he's got going on the soundtrack is awesome yet again Mm. and like the way it's shot is just so cool it's like kind of like just up close and like but just looks really cool i don't know how to explain it yeah but yeah it's fucking like i love this guy's movies where i I gave it another five out of five because i could just (laughs) i could see myself coming back to this and like it's just so good i i don't know you gotta gotta check this one out yeah, yeah, for sure. At least this one for sure. Uh, my next was a rewatch of The Grand Budapest Hotel. So I showed it to my older cousin because he's the one who showed me like Fantastic Mr. Fox and he really likes Wes Anderson, but he hadn't seen this. Yeah, it's just, it's still a five out of five for me. I fucking love it. I think it's amazing. It's just so well put together. I know that you're not a huge fan of Wes Anderson. That's that's totally fine. <laughs> wait, wait till we do a Wes Anderson director episode oh, down the road. <laughs> you're gonna love that. Because I've seen most of his movies at this point. I only have Life Aquatic left to watch, and that's it. Yeah, you've I've seen, seen more all than of me. His other stuff. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because I don't. I force myself through them, knowing I'm not gonna like them that much. I mean, hey, but, if you want to, then we can, but... <laughs> with any director that I've completed their filmographies, eventually I'm probably going to want to, just because I, w- you know, I can fully 
talk about all their stuff but i mean mm. that, that's way down the road i don't know i think some of like the love for this movie comes from like it being my first wes anderson movie that i saw because i just randomly mm. i remember i just randomly saw it in theaters when it came out i didn't know a single thing about it it's just nothing else was on and i was like okay let's go watch this i did yeah. and i fucking loved it i love ray fines in this role so much it's so well shot the whole cast is just so much fun i love it Next movie I watched was It Was Petite Maman by Celine Sciamma. Yeah. How was that? It was good. I I like Portrait better. Those are the only two movies I've seen from her. This is only like an hour and like 12 minutes. It kind of was dragging for me. And I was like, this is a short movie. Yeah, (laughs) it is interesting. The story and the way this was done, it would have been a great short film, you know, like maybe 30 minutes tighten it up and then it would have been something good but like i don't know the story didn't hit me in a lot in the ways that it did everyone else i thought technically the movie was good like the way it was shot and just the acting and all of that of course i just wasn't invested in the story or characters and some scenes were just kind of pointless to be in there even at such a short length it just didn't feel strong enough to be a full film but i still gave it a three and a half out of five because like it is a good movie I just didn't love it, I guess. I don't I don't like Portrait very much at all, honestly. Like <laughs> so I don't know how I feel yeah. about that. Portrait to me, I didn't like love the story of Portrait either, but I loved it so much just because the way it was put together. It's like mm. every shot is like a fucking painting, you know? It's and very good like, looking, this... yeah. And just I so like technically I think Portrait is like an amazing movie. Well, my next one was on the same night that I rewatched Grand Budapest Hotel with my cousin. I also showed them The Hateful Eight. Oh my god, it's oh, that's so a good great movie, <laughs> isn't it? Fuck. It's still like so I'm good. just. It's still my favorite Tarantino. I know that's a hot oh, take, wow. but it is. It is a hot take, but at the same time, like it's one of my least favorite Tarantinos, and it's still a five out of five. Like mm. it's so good. So it like is so yeah. fucking good. I don't want to get into spoilers or anything. Well, I guess I have to mm-hmm. now. You could if you want. Spoilers for the hateful eight. Yeah, I just love that fucking moment at the end, like where like pretty much everyone's just dead, and the last two are like dying on the bed, basically just yeah. <laughs> bleeding out. Oh my god, the end is so good. And then like I, the yeah. the guitar comes in with the song "There Won't Be Many Coming Home" by Roy Orbison. Like it's just yeah. so perfect. It's so weirdly mm-hmm. emotional. The lyrics are like yeah. perfect for the actual circumstances of the movie. It's like oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh my I God. just love how these two characters like hated each other, you know, and then by the end of the movie, they're just yeah. like, you know, <laughs> they got to stick together. They have to. And I love the whole thing about just... the, the Lincoln letter. Yeah. How he like <laughs> did that whole like lie and everything. And then like <laughs> the they decide Lincoln to letter. They decide to like close the movie by just reading that again. Oh, Mary Todd. That's a nice touch. Oh. <laughs> it's so good oh my god it is so good i need to rewatch that it's been a while since i've watched a tarantino movie i don't know what the last one i rewatched was i mean before this was my like first watch of death proof probably i think that was it uh, we obviously have to do a tarantino episode down the road oh yes go into all these like i mean that's a must do so yeah all right this next movie man we definitely disagree on this Oh, and I was surprised that I liked it, yeah. But um, I ended up watching The Sadness. The Sadness. Yeah, what the fuck, <laughs> what, the fuck? what do you mean, what the fuck? This, I mean, I was watching it and I'm like, I'm surprised you hated it that much. I mean, it's, it's so edgy. 
it oh is God, edgy. It's, like it's, it's written it... by a 15 year old. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is edgy, but I mean, like, well, this was after I watched a Serbian film. So, like I said, I'm a completely different person <laughs> after that. Um, because after I watched a Serbian film, I was like, yeah, this is edgy, but I've still seen worse. <laughs> so, but maybe that, that definitely had a part to play. And, you have to see a Serbian know, film to appreciate the sadness. <laughs> <laughs> to appreciate any edgy movie, I guess. I don't know. It just bothered me a lot. Well, that's totally fair. I mean, it's a really messed up movie in a lot of scenes, but... I just liked it because, I mean, I like a good infection virus zombie movie and like... Me too? Yeah, and to me it felt like 28 Days Later. My review is literally 28 Days Later on steroids because that's what it Mm. felt like. I'm like, this is 28 Days Later, but just not more realistic, but just like more, yeah, people would do this. Like they would really, if this was the virus they had, like, I don't know. It was just The virus is just like... (laughs) It, isn't it just like you know people act on their like worst urges basically right like just basically yeah but i i think that yeah. the way it's written like it doesn't have enough like faith in humanity i don't think <laughs> mm. i think its point is to say that deep down everyone has some like everyone's got some uh darkness in them well I yes guess. but like all of these people are just like raping and killing and that's it <laughs> it's like i mean, I mean it, is everyone gonna be like that when they got this virus i don't think Maybe not quite everybody, but I guess a lot of people. Well, that's what it felt I don't like. Know. It, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you're right. I can't explain why. I guess I really liked it. <laughs> I just I gave it a four out of five, which is maybe high. I mean, but... you can like it. Go ahead, but I just yeah, <laughs> I I cannot I get just, behind it. it. Yeah, some scenes made me uncomfortable, but like I said, I'm glad if a movie can make me do that. But then again, it was you know it's not hard to be this edgy. You know, just make them do messed up shit. I guess, but. I don't know. I'm never going to go back and watch it. It's one that I would one watch and I'm done forever. Like, I never want to watch it again. I was entertained, I guess. Well, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I found the look of the people really creepy. Like, just those black eyes. I did just like their that. Eyes yeah. go completely black. And I'm like, this is disturbing. Yeah. Like, some of the really looks disturbing. are, like, cool. Like, I like some of the ways that it looks and all that shit. And some mm-hmm. shots are actually, like, really nice. It, it's shot very well yeah. at times. I kind of really enjoyed the train scene because it was just, like, Trains. all out blood yeah. and gore and shit. Like, going <laughs> oh, wild. the subway train. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that oh. was fun. But, like, everything else after that, I was just like, man, this is dragging and it's, like, so badly put together. I was like, oh, some my... parts did drag. I felt like if it was an English language film, people probably would have like liked it less, honestly. Because a lot of like the dialogue and stuff like probably would have like come through in a way different way. There's ways that people say shit or like the things that mm. they say where they're like really over the top and disgusting and it's like really? Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, because of watching it with subtitles or whatever, you're able to just not find it as icky as usual if you don't that understand that. It's actually true, yeah. Yeah, hearing them say these things would be much weirder, but reading it is Mm. not quite as bad, I guess. I don't know. It's definitely not for everybody. I don't wish... I I would not show this movie to anybody. (laughs) No, nor would I. But, (laughs) yeah, it was something. My next one was a rewatch of The Force Awakens. It was when I was extremely high. (laughs) Damn. But it made it so good. 
I was in love with this movie while I was watching it. I don't know why, but I was just like, mm-hmm. everything is perfect. This is such a good movie. <laughs> oh my god. I love it too. Like I I give new Star Wars some shit sometimes. Like I don't like I don't love The Last Jedi. I don't love Rise of Skywalker. I don't even love Rogue One that much. But like Force Awakens, the perfect revitalization, like at first, of Star Wars. Like it just yeah. nailed almost everything right for me. It was so good. I just love Adam Driver in it as well. He's so good. That's so crazy to think. I remember watching it, you know, in 2015 in theaters, and that was my first time ever seeing Adam Driver in a movie. Mm. When he took off the helmet, I'm like, who is this guy? This guy <laughs> looks weird. And then, <laughs> and then I fucking end up loving him years and years later from all these other movies. This is the it's start just, of the I never, Adam Driver takeover. I have to give it to him, though, because, like, a lot of times, anybody that shows up in Star Wars, they're going to be trapped in that role forever. Like, people are only going to ever view him as, like, oh, yeah, that's Luke, that's Obi-Wan. But Adam Driver is, like, broken out of that. He can do, like, anything and... Yeah, people aren't always like that's Kylo Ren. He's really not tied to that. No, so that just shows how good he is, I guess. I said while like reviewing this on a rewatch as well, like Finn and Ray just should have been together. I don't know why they weren't. Yeah, they should have been. (laughs) There's a lot of shit they should have done, but not in this movie. Mainly in the Last Jedi, they should have fleshed more of that out. I was saying also that like you know I really wish that I was a Star Wars fan when this came out because like I would have loved to see it in theaters and just see the reaction everyone was having. It was magical, I'll tell you. Because, like, yeah, the last movie we got was in 2005 with Revenge of the Sith. And so that was actually, I think Force Awakens was my first live-action Star Wars movie I've seen in a theater. Like, I never even saw any of the old ones. Yeah, because I just, I always grew up with all the old ones, but this was, like, the first time I had the chance to see it in a theater. So it was pretty crazy seeing, like, the Star Wars logo and all that. And it is a fantastic movie. Speaking of fantastic movies, I watched... (laughs) I don't really know what made me want to watch it, but, you know, in the horror community, this is a pretty big movie. It's called Pulse. It's by uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa. He directed Pulse and Cure. You know, he's a Japanese filmmaker, but he's known for, like, those two movies in particular. It's no because I've seen it on, like, lists of, like, the scariest movies, and, like, these scenes are so iconic in horror and stuff. Yeah. And I had no hesitation to give this a 5 out of 5 beat mainly because it's been so long since a horror movie creeped me out like this like it just scenes and shots were so creepy and like it was so well done this came out in 2001 so it was like the perfect time for like sort of a concept or like story like this to where like connecting ghosts and horror to like technology you know and like computers when it was like you know really kind of becoming a bigger thing yeah it was just done super well like there are scenes that will stick with me and it's just done really freaking well so i can't wait to watch this next movie uh cure i really want to watch that sounds like a banger i'll have to watch it yeah my next one was watching thirst Ooh. and we we talked about that quite a bit on the uh episode with park chan wook check out chan wook yeah. chads if you'd like four out of ten i didn't like it very much it's not yeah. the greatest in um park chan wook's movies next one i watched i showed Micah and Chandra Spider-Man 3. Ooh! <laughs> Which Micah had already seen it, but he didn't, I don't think, remember much. Some absolute and, keto. Uh, it is absolute <laughs> fucking keno, man. It is, I mean, obviously, 5 out of 5. 
I don't even have to say it. And yeah, nostalgia plays a huge factor, but at the end of the day, this is still, to me, the most rewatchable Spider-Man out of that trilogy. Like, I, isn't it your favorite out of the trilogy, too? It really fluctuates between two and three, uh, but yeah. Uh, I, but I, again, I don't know. Like, three I've seen the most. Then again, that's such a good trilogy that you could say, like, any of the three is your favorite, and I'd be like, yeah, I, I get it, mm. you know? I never get tired of it. I mean, Bully Maguire, give me all the Bully <laughs> Maguire memes and fucking dancing and all that. It was so, it's just a fun movie to watch with people, too. My next one was Decision to Leave. We talked about that again. There's going to be a lot of Park Chan Wook coming up. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be probably a lot. All, all I said when I first reaction reviewed it was just, well, holy fucking shit. Because, <laughs> yeah, I just, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I really want to watch it again. And like I said on that mm -hmm. episode, learn more about it. Great movie. Oh, the next one I had, it was a rewatch of Megan in the theaters. I had to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I had to see it again. Was it just it as good? Just, it was just as good, if not better. I actually, <laughs> I bumped it back down, but I, I kind of... I re after I rewatched it, I I was like, this is a four and a half. And then a day later, I'm like, no, it's still a four. I'm not gonna give Megan a four and a half out of five. <laughs> it's still a four. I didn't gain anything new from my rewatch. I was like, yeah, this is still just fun. Well, my next one was. It's kind of a big one for me because it it felt like it opened my third eye. Oh shit! <laughs> yes, Let's I go. was. Yes, I was high. Okay. Yes. But at this point, like it was <laughs> hitting in like a really really good way and. I could not have made a better decision in my life than rewatching Mandy. Oh boy. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit, that movie yeah. benefits so much from like being in that state of mind. He totally like made that movie with that in mind. Oh, you yeah. know, like this would be cuz I never noticed it when I first watched it too, like how well that would work in that way. <sighs> but after rewatching it, then yeah, just like the colors and the way that things shift and morph into yes. each other and shit, and like yeah, it's it's made for that. Some of it is just <laughs> like I don't know this big beautiful blur to me as well. Like I was following the story and everything, but there's like these moments in between story parts where it's just like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> oh my god, this is a beautiful yeah, and yeah. the soundtrack. Oh my god. I, I don't know. I couldn't have made a better decision in my life. It's just so perfect. <laughs> Five stars all day. I love mm. it. Uh, the next one that I watched, this was, uh, I didn't choose this movie. It was for me, Shandra Micah's movie night. It was Micah's turn to pick the movie, and he picked The Wild Bunch, which is a, a <laughs> 1969 Western movie. What? And it was good. I don't know why, but that feels like such a Micah thing to do. <laughs> it's just so random. It pretty... It is, and it's apparently, like, his favorite movie of oh. all time. It was a good Western. It was good. As far as old Westerns go, it's not, like, definitely not my favorite, not anywhere near the top. Uh, I gave it, like, a three and a half out of five because it, it did drag a bit. The characters are what carry it. Uh, like, some of the characters are cool, but it just kind of dragged and... It wasn't super memorable for me. Hmm. Granted, I was kind of getting tired watching it too, but either way, yeah, it was a pretty good movie. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> My next was a rewatch of The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. I think I have a lot of bias with this, honestly. You know, just because, like I've, I've said before on the podcast, I started off 
with the hobbit you know before lord of the rings like it was just the movies that i like not grew up with but i just saw as they were coming coming out Mm -hmm. and i liked them a lot more because i got forced into watching lord of the rings in a bad way but now i love lord of the rings and now i do acknowledge like lord of the rings is better than the hobbit but like an unexpected journey is still a five star for me i just think it's so (laughs) so good and i like i actually love that peter jackson like it actually felt like he really did try with this movie and like did Mm. give it his all it's just there is more cgi obviously it utilizes a lot more like modern filmmaking and all that shit but it's still just so well put together and well told and i love the characters i love the whole world so much it was just so much fun Mm -hmm. i i love it and for a very long movie as well like it's just great yeah it's a good movie i mean i i it's my favorite of the the hobbit trilogy the first one is it's just such a good start it is a good setup I'd have to rewatch it though, because I really the, all the Hobbit movies, especially the second and third, the third for sure, they're all just a big blur to me, mm. to where I do not even remember what happened. So I need, I desperately need to rewatch them. Based on like you know how I've seen people react to Rings of Power, surely people can acknowledge the Hobbits better, right? <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, for sure. I haven't finished the Rings of Power. God, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, I think everyone does. Okay, the next movie I watched was just a completely random watch. I was just scrolling through Hulu, and this movie just, it looked interesting. And it's called I Love My Dad. It came out in 2022. Oh, yeah, we mentioned that, didn't we? Yeah, we kind of briefly talked about it on the last episode, just like how Julia wanted to watch it, too. And this movie is such a surprise. Like, it's such a... It's such a wholesome but kind of weird movie at the end of the day because Patton Oswalt is this dad that's trying to reconnect with his, you know, estranged son who doesn't want anything to do with him. And the son's pretty weird, you know, but and he's like going to therapy and he just wants to be a good dad to him, though, at the end of the day. And uh, the only this is spoiling it because it's in the description, but the only way he finds out the only way he thinks of to reconnect with his son is to create a fake profile on facebook appearing as a girl and then messaging his son to talk to him just because he wants to talk to his son and then and so they're like they're they're yeah so then they're like bonding but then like obviously the son wants to meet up with the girl it's like oh no what does the dad do so (laughs) it's just like so basically it's about a dad catfishing his own son but it's so heartwarming and wholesome the way it's done and like there are some really weird uncomfortable moments and i was like oh my god this is this is weird but it's really unique the way that they did it too check it out i loved it i gave it a four and a half out of five it's just a feel good really funny and like easy viewing movie very good i i like i said i think it's the most underrated movie of 2022 my next one was a rewatch of the winter soldier uh this was like when i was starting to get julia into like getting into marvel properly basically rewatch this with her over discord and yeah it's still great nine out of ten on rewatch the action's super cool like it moves at a really good pace Everyone does a great job in their roles, and yeah, it's just fun. The next movie I watched was, this was when Nick came down to visit and hang out, so, you know, we watched a string of movies. We watched 2001 A Space Odyssey, a little inebriated. Nice. I'll just say that. (laughs) And holy crap, that was his first time (laughs) seeing it. He loves, he mainly watches horror movies, like, he's not like a hardcore cinephile or anything i mean you know he just mainly watches his own that little genre and that's it yeah we both loved it i mean i think he loved it i gave it another five out of five of course it's one of my favorite movies but this is like a 
kind of a different way of viewing it for sure. Amazing. I don't know what to say. I mean, every I was never at this point. I was never bored through it. Like, there's a lot of slow moments in there, but I was always kind of locked in. And this is the string of like Park Chan Wook ones, really. But um, yeah, the next one was Stoker. I just said in my like reaction thing, like fucking hell, the editing and score and sound design, like yeah, that was like I think the main thing that stood out the most for me. Really, yeah. really well put together movie. Like I said on that episode, the story could have been a little bit better. I don't think it's like quite as good towards the end, especially. But yeah, it's still like a really great movie, and it has like so many good qualities about it. This was one that uh, Nick showed me that he had seen, but I haven't, so that almost never happens. But uh, I had never seen Constantine with Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that either. Yeah. So I'd always seen clips, but this is my first time watching through it. And yeah, great movie, amazing visuals, like one of those, like, you know, early, mid-2000s, like, superhero movies that just works so well and, like, it doesn't look aged. I really don't think it looks aged at all. I would love to see uh, him come back as this character, you know, after watching this. And I know he's talked about wanting to come back and play Constantine yeah. again. Like, just, yeah, really cool character and concept and, like, supernatural action shit. It's just, it's great. So I gave it, like, a four out of five. My next one was Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yeah, oh, I just, yeah. I yeah. fucking loved it. Like I said, oh my god, it was good. I, I literally, I don't even know what else to say about it because I've, I've said all I can on that episode and... Just, I'm all Park Chan Wook <laughs> yeah. out, and I can't wait to watch it again and talk about it more. I rewatched Possessor mainly because I was, you know, wanting to watch Crimes of the Future. Wait, Crimes of the Future? Do you mean Infinity Pool? Oh my God! I keep getting the dad and <laughs> yeah, the son yeah. mixed up. Never mind. I meant Infinity Pool. Yeah, yeah, and I still haven't seen Infinity Pool. Me neither. <laughs> my God, their movies are so similar. Like he's basically like carrying on his dad's legacy at this point. No, I I actually loved Possessor on rewatch. I didn't love Possessor my first time, but like on rewatch, I gave it a four out four and a half out of five. Just everything from the visuals to the performances to the concept. Amazing movie overall, despite the slow moments. There are moments that do kind of drag, and I'm not super invested in like the actual story itself. Otherwise, I mean, I loved it. Um, my next one was a rewatch of Old Boy. I, I gotta say that that like you know just to tie into what I was saying earlier about like the house that Jack built. Anytime anyone brings up that or Old Boy, I just want to rewatch them <sighs> instantly. Don't you? Yeah. Oh my god. Right now. I'm becoming I, you. I want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're becoming me. Still a five star. Love it so much. Of course. And that's all yeah. I gotta say, really. Next one, me and Nick watched House of Darkness. This came out in 2022. It just kind of flew under everybody's radar. It stars Justin Long. Um, yeah, it's a horror movie. Basically, this lady is like, she takes Justin Long back to her big fucking mansion castle and he just like he doesn't know what this situation is and like he she's acting kind of weird and sketchy and the story unfolds and you find out things and I don't even want to say it because it's a mystery I don't even bother looking at the ratings for this movie because like people rated it pretty low but if you like mysteries and if you like dialogue driven movies like if you're not if you're okay with like characters sitting down and talking for literally an entire movie as long as i'm invested i'll enjoy it it's kind of like you know ex machina in that way they're just people talking if you're okay with that you'll probably enjoy the movie so i i gave it a three and a half out of five it was pretty solid my next one was lady vengeance 
And yeah, I'm still very mixed on it right now, but it's starting to feel a little bit better now that I've sat with it for a while. Not much else to say about it, but yeah, it's just the first half was a little bit rough for me. But yeah, the second half definitely mm-hmm. makes up for it in many areas. So I want to rewatch it at some point, but that's how I feel for now. I rewatched. I showed Nick the menu. I don't know if this rating went up or not for me. I think it actually stayed the same, but better the second time or as good. Great movie. Uh, I know we talked about it on that one last episode or one of those last episodes. Whatever I said then, I mean, I don't know what more I can say about it other than check it out. My next was the last of the Park Chan-wook marathon for that day and it was uh <laughs> I'm a cyborg but that's okay we talked about this again on that episode um all I said in my first reaction was bruh what the shit was this I really just don't know what to think about it it's kind of bad it's his worst movie but that's okay yeah nice there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the next watch was me and Nick watched Mandy a little bit inebriated oh my so similar to you <laughs> That was a weird coincidence how we both decided to do that. I'm not going to lie, both the times I did that for 2001 and Mandy, I honestly, I feel like um, Nick did the right amount. I didn't hardly, I, I, I know I could have, it could have been a better experience for me. I could have done more or something. It just didn't hit me the way I wanted it to. Even regardless of whatever headspace I'm in, Mandy's always going to be a five stars. Like, I'm always going to love it no matter what. Perfect. I mean, it's just a perfect movie. My next one was a rewatch of Civil War, Captain America Civil War. For me, like, this one is better than Winter Soldier. Like, I know that that's kind of Mm. a bit of an unpopular opinion among some people. And that's totally fine. I don't know. I prefer it because I really like a lot of the ways that, like, the characters interact. And I love, like, how the story unfolds, like, towards the end. Because it's it's actually, like, a really big deal for, like, Tony and um, Steve. Like, they their, like, whole friendship is, like, really, really tested by the end of it and shit. And I like that. Like, it, it feels like it has actual stakes to it because of the fact that, mm. like, they really just did not talk much after that. They felt like mm. they were falling apart. It's a really, really cool story, and, like, I just love the action in it. I think it's so much fun. I still gave it a, like, 10 out of 10 on rewatch. I just love it. I think mm. for what it is, it's, like, just great. That same night after watching Mandy, then me and Nick threw on Airplane... The 1980 comedy. God, I still have to see that. So we needed something a bit light, you know, after that. Yet another just classic, perfect comedy. Like, it's just hilarious. It's like one of the first satire kind of movies. So ridiculous. And like, you couldn't make that movie today. Some of the jokes. But it just works so well. It's just, it's an iconic comedy for a reason. So you gotta watch it. My next was a rewatch of Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, it's like... I feel like it gets worse every time I watch it, but like, but even then, like, it's an 8 out of 10 for me right now. When when I started off, I was like, damn, this is so good, this was so much fun. That whole, like, end credits and shit was, like, mind-blowing for me, because it was, like, the start of that whole, like, multiverse, like, type thoughts, like, entering mm. everyone's brain. Like, they were just like, what if, you know? What's going on here? J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> is in the MCU. Yeah. It was just, like, the start of all that. So I think, like, while I was watching it the first time, I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. As a movie, it's sort of worsened a little bit, even though I do love a lot about it. I just think Jake Gyllenhaal is the highlight, honestly. He's so good. He is good, but I just wish that, you know, they didn't kind of throw away his character like that. That's the only downside. Yeah. Good movie. 
Next one I watched was Crimes of the Future. I, I was like really torn between a three and a half and a four and I overall good movie. It's very weird. The move it moves pretty slow. The concept is weird. <clears throat> you really have to be like into the characters and the story to really care. The movie looks kind of cheap. Like it kind of looks like Cosmopolis is one of his other movies because it's just it looks really cheap but I'm kind of fine with that like it adds to the that sci-fi quality charm overall you know I'm, I'll stick to my four out of five it's a weird great movie it's slow but if you're into the characters and the story then you'll enjoy it everyone did good your girl Leah Sado she yeah. did good and Chris, Kristen Stewart was kind of a weird character uh, I don't know if she did a very good performance but it was <laughs> cool seeing her I guess same with Viggo Mortensen well the next one was when uh, Julia arrived here the first movie we watched together in theaters was The Whale. Oh, obviously our episode will be out about that now, so check out The Whale Zone. The Whale Zone. It was a really good episode. I loved our whole discussion on that. Me too. I don't know what else yeah. to say about The Whale. It's just so much. I don't know what to say either, because, yeah, I mean, we pretty much talked about everything in that episode, and you have to watch it. The next one I watched, yet again, check out the Chanwook Chads, because <laughs> I watched Lady Vengeance, which was, yeah, like the the last Park Chan-wook movie I watched, you know, before that episode. So yeah, five out of five for me. It was in my, it's my second favorite Park Chan-wook and that probably won't change. It was the closest he ever came to capturing the old boy feeling for me in terms of the music and the editing and the story and all that. So yeah, just check it out. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, my next was a rewatch of Infinity War. Still a 10. Still a fucking 10. <laughs> It's still just yeah, so good. Absolutely. It's obviously never going to give off like that feeling that you felt like the first time seeing it again, but it's still oh, yeah. just like such a good movie. I don't know. It's just so fun seeing all of these characters come together in like the weirdest ways. No, that that was an amazing theater experience. Like, that's top three Marvel MCU for sure. Oh, yeah. I think. Next one I watched, which we will probably get more into this when we do our M. Night episode, but I watched Knock at the Cabin in theaters. Yep. I'm happy to say I liked it. You never know with M. Night these days. It could be good, could be bad, whatever. I gave it a four out of five. I thought this was, yeah, definitely his best movie since Split. I mean, Split's definitely better. I mean, which, even though that's not saying much, I mean, that's after Glass and Old, so like, yeah, <laughs> it's really not saying much. But I mean, still, good cast, interesting story, worth a watch for sure. My next one was a rewatch of Endgame. So I watched those two sort of within the same space of each other um, with Julia and my two cousins when we were at the Airbnb. So I brought like my soundbar to the Airbnb and just like blasted <laughs> Infinity War and Endgame and whatever. Oh. And it was it was so good, like just seeing it huh. again. And yeah. yeah, Endgame is still just like fucking amazing, obviously. What else is there yeah. to say about it? Next one I watched, this was a pretty uh, interesting one because uh, they were doing this public showing of this movie at the theater after Yang. It's got Colin Farrell, same director as, uh, his name's, what, Kogonata? Kogonata. <laughs> God, I butch almost butchered that. They were doing a showing of that and the author, apparently it was based off of a short story and the author of the short story was actually there at our theater mm. in Little South Dakota watching it. And so that was pretty cool because we watched the movie. Then afterwards, had a Q and A with the author, and like I oh, wow. even I asked a couple questions, yeah, and like he got to answer them, and that was cool. It was very cool. So I've never had like a Q and A thing like that 
uh, got to experience that. But maybe that added on why I loved the movie so much. And, you know, I've been kind of lenient on movies lately, but I gave it a five star because I just could not think of anything wrong with the movie. And it just, it's really impactful, you know, and like just well made and looks amazing and just everything about it, you know, it was a amazing movie. I still have to watch his first movie though, too. I really, I really did want, want to, to see that. it. I never got around to it. It's very good. My next one was a rewatch of No Way Home. Marvel up in here. Man. Yeah, I mean, it was like all to like prepare Julia for like the movie that was coming out, which I'll talk about after. That was another one that we watched in the Airbnb with like the sound bar and shit and blasted it. And it was just a ton uh, of fun. I still love it so much. Like literally the only thing I don't like in there is just that one Willem Dafoe line. <laughs> like I just... Oh my God. I just don't... I think I'm a scientist myself. It's still so awkward. This is my third time <laughs> watching it and I'm just like... This comes out of nowhere, man. Please. And it doesn't make any sense because it's the same Willem Dafoe in the first movie that said that. So why would he just say it again? God like, knows. Would you ever just randomly say that? Like, no, say something I, I wouldn't. Like, no. <laughs> it works aside from that, in my opinion. I watched Tar. Have you watched House of Cards? You know I have. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, obviously, yeah. I, I get mixed up who's watched what so uh, in yeah. terms of shows. I'm not the only one to make this connection. Micah also made this connection. But Tar feels like, it kind of felt like a big House of Cards episode. Some politics in there, but in the music world, like the classical music world, it just, it looks like it could have been directed by David Fincher. That's another thing, too. Like, oh, wow. it's, like, the style is really good. Very kind of slow but interesting at the same time pretty long the performances were good the music was good you know all that it's just kind of like a i don't want to say a tragic character piece but like you know a, it's a good character drama and kate blanchett was really good i gave it a four and a half out of five my next one on the same day that we rewatched Endgame No Way Home was Quantumania. We went in theaters to see that. We were very excited. We had just <laughs> gotten off Infinity War and Endgame and No Way Home. And boy, my God, it's, yeah, not good. <laughs> like, I saw that you did your review a bit, updated it a little bit, and I guess you'll talk about yeah. that later. But yeah, it's just, right now, I still really don't like it. And it keeps worsening the more I think about it. The next movie I watched, this was on Valentine's Day, the 14th. This is a really stupid, stupid tradition I have. And I only started it last <laughs> year. And it doesn't even apply anymore because now I'm in a relationship. I Last year I watched Antichrist on Valentine's Day. And so this year I rewatched Antichrist on Valentine's Day. Right. <laughs> just because it's, it's just a funny anti-Valentine's Day movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, why not just watch that? Not that I don't like Valentine's Day now, but I'm just saying. I, I actually watched the director's commentary of it this time, and it was, I'm not gonna lie, it was not the best director's commentary. If it was just Lars talking through the movie, I would have been fine, but there's this, this guy interviewing him throughout the movie and then like asking him about the technical aspects of the movie and I was just kind of like I don't find that part of it interesting. I want to hear Lars talk about the story and shit. Yeah. They were just kept talking about like the the type of cameras he used and like all that. So it was basically a director's commentary watch mm -hmm. of it. I mean, the movie itself 
for me it's a five i i love it it's a great movie we um like on the night like after quantum mania we dropped like my cousins off at home or whatever and went back to the airbnb and then we ended up getting inebriated again as I'll, <laughs> I'll just call it that like the morning after it sort of like lingered on a little bit i was basically like i'm really not sure if i want to watch a new movie right now i'm not sure if i can process it right now but julia was like right. no we're watching this we watched um the fisher king from 1991 with robin williams and jeff bridges and uh-huh. it's directed by terry gilliam it's a, it's a bit like sort of blurry for me right now like i did really like it i don't really know what to think about it right now because it's just it feels like it, it's sort of a mix of like this really weird storytelling and weird presentation but it's also like a sort of generic story underneath all of that so i don't mm. really know like what to think about it because it's just like mixing those two doesn't always like i don't know communicate that well to me but it's still like really good jeff bridges and robin williams are amazing in it like they're great yeah i just i feel like i need to watch it again to really figure out mm-hmm. what it's all about <laughs> yeah i've never even heard of it it's really good like i mean in in a lot of moments like it's really really good next one i watched was a pretty special movie i guess because it was my first terrence malick movie i've seen his first three some people were messaging me afterwards like saying like wow it's bold of you to start with that one but i was like yeah i I watched now i know what night of cups (laughs) night of cups which is like i think i was thinking the same thing i'm like why have you seen it <laughs> no i haven't but it's I, just a weird oh, start because i i only it heard is a from weird people start that it was but bad i only watched it because i looked at the cast and i was like christian bale natalie portman like come on i have to watch this it was one of his few movies that was actually streaming at the moment so i threw it on and i can totally see like why people would hate this it just feels like nothing happens and it's barely even a movie hmm. but it's it's a weird series of like scenes and montages and just like music the movie feels really abstract it's just super abstract mm. it's it'll like really give you a lot to think about for, for like existential shit you know because i mean it's basically christian bale wandering around interacting with different people just like uh narrating how you know he feels like his life is kind of just slipping by and like none of these things really matter and he's like super rich and like a playboy basically you know i mean but ah bruce wayne uh, yeah basically bruce wayne <laughs> but he feels like his life just like could have more meaning and like, he's so jaded by everything so i don't know it was just really interesting i rated it pretty highly just because i've never seen a movie quite like it and i so i gave it like a four and a half out of five but i really can't wait to to watch more of his stuff when she showed me the fisher king and whatever like we ended up watching three movies in that day so she showed me that and then i ended up showing her bronson so oh hell yeah oh my god it's so good oh isn't it isn't it, it just, just never gets old and i like i've said this many times over the years but like it's one of the two movies that got me into films in general and yeah. it will always be that for me like it's just so good i could watch it non-stop and i would still be entertained every time it's so fucking good. right like it's just hilarious it's dark it's fucking everything I, uh, and my god the soundtrack the cinematography tom hardy oh, the soundtrack's incredible oh yeah, soundtrack is incredible i'll do like, it for a, a third time on this podcast when I'm a rock and roll. <laughs> when I'm a rock and roll. <laughs> oh my god. 
Next movie I watched was from, I wanted to watch this because it was the same director as Tar, and this was after I watched Tar, and I never even heard of it, but it's called Little Children. It stars Kate Winslet and Patrick Wilson, Jennifer Connelly, so like a good cast, and it's just like pure like character drama, and like the way that it, it follows different characters, and like their stories kind of like converge. It totally gave me American Beauty vibes. Oh, like wow. total straight up real, yeah. The movie just looks and sounds and feels like American Beauty for some reason. Like I don't know if everybody will get that, but I actually loved it. Like I was like totally pulled into the story and the characters. It was a quite amazing movie, so I gave it a four and a half out of five again. <laughs> nice. Like yeah. Really nice surprise i actually like it more than tar i like it more than tar yeah oh wow so yeah it's slightly more yeah we ended up watching three movies um the third was julia showing me marathon man from 1976 it's from the director of midnight cowboy i don't know if you've seen that heard of it definitely heard of it yeah i i really was not a fan of midnight cowboy at all I, I find it just really annoying, honestly, and mm. I don't like the characters all that much. Like, I know it's a popular movie and people like it, that's fine, but I'm not a fan. But Marathon Man is from the same director, it's also got Dustin Hoffman. I, I just, I don't like it. No. I don't like it very much, no. I watched it with Julia and we were just like, you know, having a good time and like talking while watching it and stuff and that was cool, but like, I just, I don't <laughs> think the movie is very good, honestly. Like, it does have um uh, Roy Scheider in it though, He he's good oh. in it. But he he's probably the All best right. part. But I do have to say this, like I'm I'm yet to be proven wrong and maybe I'll watch more movies with him and it'll be better. But I I don't think Dustin Hoffman is a good actor. Oh man. At have all. you seen The Graduate? I have not. Okay. But to be from fair, from what I've actually, seen I shouldn't even From what I've seen, I don't think he's a good actor at all. Yeah, actually I shouldn't even say like The Graduate is probably his best movie, but I'm not gonna lie, his performance is always like one of the worst things about that movie <laughs> for me. Yeah. He is so awkward and wooden in that movie, but like I don't know, I never like thought of him as a bad actor, but you need The Graduate is a good movie. I wouldn't say he's bad, he's just like, it feels like he's not trying a lot of the time. Next one I watched, we already talked about this, I watched The Whale, gave it five stars. Listen to our last episode if you want to hear all the details about that. Get in the whale zone. And my review on Instagram if you want, why not? My next one was Showing Julia Sweeney Todd. 10 out of 10 all fucking day. Oh my god. (laughs) It's still so good. I'm really, Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that she loved it as well because I was really not sure for a while because... She wasn't really saying much during the movie, and I was like, is she enjoying this? And then, like, afterwards, she was just like, Jesus Christ, I fucking love that. And so I guess she was just nice. really wrapped up in it. A good thing I rewatched this, because considering what our next episode is going to be, probably, but I rewatched The Happening. I, um, I need to watch that for the first time. I can't wait. I shouldn't even call it a rewatch, because I feel like I've only seen clips. Like, I didn't even see the entire movie before this last time. So it's basically a first time watch, honestly, with having seen almost all the other scenes everyone hates this movie i don't care i had so much fun with it and i was never really bored and it's quotable and it's the concept is cool despite not being executed like yeah the best i mean the concept is cool i find it kind of creepy at parts but also just kind of hilarious at parts and so i gave it a four out of five based on pure entertainment value four out of i'm five. excited to watch it i loved it, it. <laughs> <laughs> my next one was when we went on that like road trip julia showed me creep show from 1982 and that was my first george romero movie nice and nice. it was a banger <laughs> it's so fun <laughs> God, it's I can't just believe i haven't seen that yet it's just like five that. like 
short stories in one and it's like sort of based on this whole like comic thing so Mm -hmm. it's like a bunch of short stories but they're all like really really well put together and i just loved it like the one with hal holbrook in it especially is just so fucking funny and the one with leslie nielsen like i never thought i'd see leslie nielsen be like really creepy but he is (laughs) like (laughs) it's just it's really good like i think you would enjoy the shit out of it it's really i think i would too i've only seen maybe three i've seen like actually three or four george romero movies but that would be up there i know that creep show would be up there next one i watched this was also yet another just oh never mind god i have to say ant-man and the wasp quantumania i almost (laughs) skipped it for a second but yeah i watched that listen to our whale zone episode my first watch it gave it two and a half out of five so basically five out of ten modok baby watch it for him no fuck modok <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they, they ruined the, him the they I ruined changed the letterbox poster to modok i'm sure Modoc's you did <laughs> oh man Uh, my next one was like the the last one that we watched while we were on that road trip as well julia hadn't seen this in like a long time and she didn't remember it very well and i said you know like i've watched this while drunk or high like multiple times and like it just keeps getting better every time i watch it so i showed her fear and loathing in las vegas Mm. um yeah and yeah. like this this movie like every single time i watch it it feels like it's going higher and higher up on my list every time of like top movies of all time wow. i can't get over how fucking perfect this movie is like <laughs> holy shit and it's yeah. from the guy who directed um the fisher king which she showed me as well like Ter- oh, terry gilliam he directed cool. brazil i haven't seen that yet but Damn. yeah i i want to see more from him did she like it we were both very high but yeah she liked it <laughs> <laughs> good good it's just like i kept saying while we were watching as well like i kept saying to her people who have watched this movie without any like substances going on or whatever like do not understand how great this movie is like if you watch it while high it's like it feels like something is like being awakened in you like you just you you understand all that the characters are feeling you understand why the movie is put together the way it is everything Mm -hmm. about it is so perfect i love it wow I still have to watch it, so... I mean, I I can't wait at this point. I watched this movie on, like, this random, obscure movie on Hulu from 2022 called Brian and Charles. It's it's shot mockumentary style, so, like, it's following this guy around, you know? He's, like, showing all the stuff he does. He's, like, a lonely... He's like a lonely inventor that invents these stupid things, but it's it's like a dark comedy at the same time, like a, a comedy. And he <laughs> ends up inventing this, somehow invents this like robot with actual artificial intelligence and his body is like a washing machine and he has this like fucking like clothing over it and it looks so weird and he has a mannequin head on it and it's like... <laughs> It's a super wholesome movie, though. It went from, like, a kind of weird, funny, dark comedy to, like, a wholesome buddy comedy. Oh, my. You just, you gotta watch it. Because it's, like, it's short and sweet. It's feel good. Like, it's funny. It's very funny. So, yeah, I gave it, like, a three and a half out of five. So, like, I didn't love it. But I, I had a fun time watching it. Not much else to say about that. Just weird robot buddy movie sounds great yeah we got back from that whole trip and came back home here and i showed julia shoplifters still a 10 out of 10 for me i just love it the story is so beautiful the characters are incredible it gives you so much that you don't even 
expect towards the end. Like, you really just don't know how to feel after it ends. I love that it gives you this really conflicting tone when it ends. Because it's just yeah. like, fuck, man. Like, you, you <laughs> felt like you were feeling so many, like, wholesome and, like, beautiful things up until that point. And then you're like, what What? What now? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, just amazing. I love it. It's been on my list even, like, before we were talking about it, watching it. So, like, I still have to. Next movie I watched, that new low-budget horror movie that everybody was talking about called Skinamarink. Yeah, I really want to watch that. It's such a divisive movie. I've never seen another horror movie quite like it to where I could totally see why people hate it. Just the way it's it's so low budget. It's so low budget and abstract and kind of like simple and like a lot of the camera shots are literally of like here's a ceiling and you're just kind of hearing things and then here's the carpet and you're just kind of hearing things and everything's so lo-fi and staticky. So for a while I was like this is really kind of slow. I'm not like loving it but by the end the ending made me so uncomfortable and i was like legit like not wanting to look at the screen because of how fucking creepy the imagery was and i didn't know if like what was going to happen it was i've never it's been so long since the movie's done that for me the first horror movie in a while that affected me like that since hereditary probably so that's Mm -hmm. a big deal go into it with an open mind and be prepared for a slow kind of weird experimental very experimental horror movie but by the end of it like if it hooked you then you'll be like it'll affect you it will so I give it a 4 out of 5. My next one was Julia showing me Jane Eyre. I actually didn't know Michael Fassbender was in it. He's part of the reason I was wanting to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mainly, like, was, you know, looking forward to it because of Mia Wasikowska, just because I watched Stoker recently and I was like, you know, where's where's she been? Like, she's actually quite good. And she's even better in Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre is, like, really, really good. Like, period piece movies are really hit or miss for me. But this me one was really, really good, actually. I just felt like the story was really engaging and the way the characters interact is really beautiful Hmm. i just i love the way that it played out i don't like totally love it or anything right now but it's really really good my next one was knock at the cabin Uh. um I said in, like, that first reaction, like, basically, Julia just told me how the book ends, and now I'm mad at M. Night again. (laughs) Yeah, no, I... Same thing happened to me to where after the movie, I found out how the book ends, and I'm like, it should have ended that way. I feel like the reason that it wasn't is because it's you know a movie that's appealing to mass audiences and right. they wouldn't be able to right. process that kind of stuff as well and also m night hasn't really done stuff that's like that fucked up we might have to spoil some stuff <laughs> right now spoilers for knock at the cabin the book and the movie <laughs> but so how does the book I, I remember the book ends with, doesn't the daughter die? Yeah, they were saying that, um, like she was saying to me that apparently, you know, they were struggling to uh, come to a decision, basically, and they were, like, you know, wrestling with a gun, and then the daughter accidentally gets shot. And, mm-hmm. like, after that, that's when Leonard decides to kill himself and all that shit. It, it just felt like that was a much more, like, bleak and fucked up ending that I would have liked Very to bleak. see. But this one, it was, right, like, but... way more hopeful and weird. And Yeah, they totally Hollywood... Yeah, you know, exactly. Like Hollywood, whatever, like to where like the world is saved. Like in the book, then did the world get saved because of that daughter getting shot, or did that not even count as a sacrifice because it wasn't intentional? 
I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I have to read the book. Know. I kind of want to read the book, honestly. Like, Yeah, I mean, it seems interesting. I didn't mind how they did it in the movie just because I went into the movie not knowing anything about the book. So I was kind of I mean, doing me it too, as its yeah. own thing. And I feel like, though, M. Night, M. Night's not too afraid to do some fucked up stuff because even in old... Spoilers for old! <laughs> We're going to have to talk about all of this when we do M. Night episode but in old then when the two kids the two kids get older and they're one of them is the (laughs) kid from hereditary you know and then that other girl and then uh they like basically have a baby and then the baby dies because it wasn't like touched enough or held enough or something yeah it's pretty fucked up i guess so that's probably the most fucked up thing he's done that i can think of but that shit was just hysterical like in the moment it was for me it was you can't even take it seriously so no he's not afraid to do that but i don't know why he had to change the book maybe that was his twist with this movie oh i'm changing the book oh my yeah i guess maybe because he has to always do a twist so i mean i mean regardless like that all of that aside knock at the cabin is a good movie i did enjoy it and i think it's like way better than old way better than glass at the very least fucking goddamn batista's great he is he was great i would say that i wanted more rupert grit though god damn it me too i'm telling you man though if you ever even just start a free trial on apple tv because they last like i'm watching i'm gonna watch severance don't you yes no servant 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 jesus christ yeah servant i mean you love your harry potter so i know you probably want to watch more rupert grint so like he is so good in servant he's hilarious he's but he's also like serious i liked seeing him in knock at the cabin but servant is he must like be collaborating with shamalan a lot now because i mean god that was a mouthful I know Shamalan a lot now. Shamalama ding dong. That's what my Shamalama dad calls him. Shamalan a lot now. That's good. He must be clever with Shamalama lot. Oh my god, that's a that's terrible. That's uh, an episode title for that next one. Shamalan a lot. No, oh for the next one. Yeah, yeah. Either that or Shamalama ding dong. One of the oh two. My god. Yeah, we'll talk more about knocking the cabin in the next episode. Next one, we already talked about it. Ad nauseum. It's the whale. I rewatched it in theaters before it left. I had to, and yeah, just as good, if not better. The second time, I picked up on even more details. The second time, just fucking masterpiece, it really is. Well, my next one was. I finally did it, Quinn. It finally what? happened. <laughs> Julia showed me Phantom Thread. Oh, finally, gosh. Yeah. I, and I saw. I yeah, liked it. I I did, and um, you know, like I I said in that first reaction, I like I wouldn't say this right off the bat usually, but yeah, that's kind of a fucking masterpiece. Like it really is. Yeah, and it's your first Daniel Day Lewis movie. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. I'm oh, wow. I'm really glad that I finally got to watch it because like I mean even though it was kind of annoying people just like constantly being like watch Phantom Thread watch Phantom Thread like it, it's it's still just such a great movie I loved it I ended yeah. up really loving it I have mm-hmm. to say like Alma is the glue that held it together for me like she's such really? a good character such a good she character is. I just loved her she is a really nice sweet character but like you feel bad for her the what like the shit she has to get put up with you know yeah and uh i think i think that's the reason it's just because like you know i felt so much sympathy for the way that she was feeling during this whole movie for me the glue that holds it together is 
uh, Daniel Day Lewis's character, uh, Reynolds Woodcock. Oh, yeah. Like, they just they just always call him Mr. Woodcock or something. But like, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Like, yeah, it's a masterpiece, and Daniel Day Lewis's everyone's performance is amazing. But like, I can't wait for you to watch There Will Be Blood. Though that is his best performance. It was my favorite PTA for the longest time. Oh, I can't man. wait to watch it as well. But with this one, like, I don't know. Dur- during it, I was just like, you know, I don't really like this character very much because he's just a dick like a lot of the time and like he is like he totally is but it's just the more the movie went on i was just like i'm starting to understand like why he is the way he is now and mm-hmm. it, it it's just sort of one of those things where it's like these are two very different people but they can still love each other that's what i love about it so much you know mm-hmm. man but that relationship is so complicated with just like yeah oh my god i have to do it again one spoilers for phantom thread <laughs> The way that she kept, like, would point, like, just poison him a little bit here and there, just Mm -hmm. to, like, you know, humble him. And it's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like, what a toxic relationship. It's full of so much love in this, at the same time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's like just so special. It's, it's really kind of strange, but like, yeah, wholesome and like whatever. It, it's one of those movies where I did not even like check my phone or anything. Yeah. I just was glued to the screen the entire time. It's just amazing. It's a masterpiece for sure. Next one I watched was Stop Making Sense, the uh, live performance movie from Talking Heads. I know a lot about and that. Keelan loves Talking Heads. And I see you do yeah. too now. Fuck yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> so this is obviously very recently in the midst of my obsession about this band it's yeah i can see why this is considered maybe the greatest concert film ever like people always call it the greatest concert film ever and Mm. yeah it's it's amazing really fun to watch and kind of like crazy and unpredictable and the songs are really good i thought i was going to give it a five but i actually gave it a four and a half just because Mm -hmm. some of the songs they're actually like maybe maybe one song is better than better live than the original which i didn't expect to happen but a lot of the other songs they just don't quite do it like it doesn't sound the same live and i'm very picky i guess when it comes to that but Mm -hmm. whatever it's an amazing concert film it's just yeah really fun to watch my next one was a rewatch i showed this to julia um it was the last movie that i showed her before she went and it was t2 train spotting i know you haven't seen train spotting yet or t2 this movie like it started off as like a sort of seven out of ten for me and i wasn't really even sure about that i was just like really disappointed in it and i didn't know what to think but like then i rewatched it like years later i gave it an eight out of ten because i felt like it improved like a little bit but not like by heaps but on this one it's a ten (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know what really, like, happened to make me feel that way, but it's just... There's a really, like, special element to it, I think, because it doesn't try and follow in the footsteps of train spotting. It, it's, like, a good statement on, like, that kind of way of thinking when it comes to, like, you know, films coming out with, like, you know, sequels, like, years later or whatever. Mm, yeah. Like, it, it's, it gives you this thing where it's, like, you know, maybe you want it to be just, like, train spotting because you're such a big fan of it, but we're not going to give you that. We're going to give you a movie that's about all of these characters that are so stuck in the past that they can't see everything going on around them (laughs) and like i think that's that's just like it it is clever and it's just like Mm -hmm. such a beautiful thing the way these characters all interact with each other in this movie it's amazing it has so many funny moments as well it's beautiful looking the soundtrack is fantastic it's just it's a perfect movie i can't i can't fault it the next one i (laughs) 
the only reason I rewatched this was because uh, I had nothing else going on that night. Chandra was going in to watch it. It's at the theater. And she was going to go in and watch Ant-Man. And I had nothing else going on. So I was, and I was just getting off my shift. <laughs> and I was like, I'll, I'll go in and rewatch it too. Because I wanted to like it more. Watching it in theaters again, knowing what I was getting into with somebody else kind of improved my experience a little bit like we kind of were laughing at some of the dumb moments in modok's reveal it was just some some moments were a bit more fun so i gave it a three out of five it's still not a good movie but like whatever it's it's very cheesy dumb fun no it's three out of five my next one this was while me and julia were extremely high and it was like it was one of the last nights that she was going to be here like literally like a day before she left so we just messed around and decided to do that and watch two movies but the first one was the emperor's new groove we rewatched that (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and it's it's still a banger like it's still so good it's a childhood classic right there yeah it's just fucking great like (laughs) watching it while high was a bit weird because like i felt like some moments like didn't feel quite the same as when i was a kid and i don't know i feel like Mm. that upset me while i was in that state of mind for some reason (laughs) but i mean even then i gave it a 9 out of 10 i still love it it's got these really like great self-aware jokes that i love there's that one bit i don't know if you remember very well but like where they go on that whole chase where yzma and kronk are like chasing kuzco and pacha through like a ton of different like hills and shit and it's like got this whole like map thing where it's like following them like on like a little dotted line yeah then they get there and it's like wait how the hell did they get here before for us and then like Kronk pulls out the map and he's like I don't know by all accounts it doesn't make sense <laughs> I was like this is fucking oh, great this is hilarious man I need to I'd have to rewatch that because I literally have not seen it since I was a kid so I don't I have not seen it as an adult <laughs> some of the jokes are so good still <clears throat> the next one I watched this was the latest movie that we got at our theater here in town women talking oh boy two I... things I don't like no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm sure you're kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even... I really wanted to like this movie, and I actually thought that I was going to like it, because I like the cast. I like the director. Not from her, like, her other movies, but she was... She's a, a character in the 2004 Dawn of the Dead, actually. Like, one of the main... The main girl oh. in that. And she's a director of this, apparently. But I wrote, like, a long kind of rant review of it, but I don't even know if I'm gonna post it. But, like, the movie looked ugly. The... It does look the, really fucking ugly. Yeah. Yeah. It looked ugly. The, it was so desaturated. It has the same boring camera angles. The dialogue is honestly pretty poor and repetitive and cringy. And it's kind of just gets stale after a really short amount of time. It starts getting stale because like the plot is basically, you know, it's the, it, it's this, they're in this religious community, this like group of women and, uh, the town's men are like assaulting them like on a regular basis and they're living in these miserable conditions and they're they all all the women kind of secretly get together and try and decide you know whether they should stay and fight or leave so like the whole movie is just all these women arguing talking over what they should do and that's all it is until they finally make a decision in the end and by the time they made a decision i was so checked out i didn't even care i just thought the dialogue was 
it was it's it's kind of funny because it was either always overwritten or underwritten it never felt natural because like they're constantly giving these long monologues and like trying to give this powerful performance that i just you could just so obviously tell we're gonna get an oscar with this this is gonna be the preview clip that they play during this long monologue and i it's gonna fucking happen i know it is that's so annoying oh my god it is it was really annoying and i really wanted to like it that's the worst part so uh it could have been done so much better and i'm really just yeah disappointed in the way it was done it was just kind of unengaging and repetitive and just not as interesting as it could have been so i gave it a two out of five well the second one that we did on that like high rewatch thing um after the emperor's new groove was snow white oh i was wondering why you watched that i was like did she show him that or no it it was a rewatch and yeah it's snow white and the seven dwarfs from 1937 i gave it a seven out of ten on rewatch but i just i i really don't feel like it's even warranting that like maybe like a six even i don't know it's so fucking slow and and it's it's a movie that's like 83 minutes long my god like some moments just take forever like the entire sequence where like the dwarves are just like going back into their house and they realize like someone's been sleeping there because snow white's been there they take yeah like a full i I am certain it was like a full fucking 20 minutes for them to even like get up the stairs to see snow white like it was (laughs) excruciating and i was high wow (laughs) and even then i was just not having it i was like oh my god get up the fucking stairs but they were just doing all this goofy shit where it's like you know oh we're going up the stairs and like oh dopey tripped over it oh no it's like oh my god fuck get on with it oh man (laughs) it's just so annoying like i get it's for kids but yeah yeah yet again i haven't seen that since i was probably a, a child so it tested my patience in the moment but like yeah it's it's a good movie like for its time definitely it's very good I've got one more. Okay, I have one more too. So my last watch, this was yet again for the rotation of movie choices between me, Chandra, and Micah. Chandra's choice this time to where she wanted to show us The Phantom of the Opera at the Royal Albert Hall. That's the full title. It's not a movie movie. It's, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to like this because it's basically a bunch of different camera angles of this big actual music musical play the phantom yeah. of the opera in an actual opera house in front of a live audience so you're basically just watching a real life play or musical it was done very well the songs were actually great the story i didn't really care that much about but the songs were great and the performances and the singing and all that the showmanship the presentation it was really well done so i gave it a three and a half out of five like it's not a Hmm. real movie but it was a great performances i guess you know i never would have watched something like this on my own it was good for what it was uh my last one was steve jobs love that movie yeah isn't it good yeah it was my my first time watching it and it is very good i don't Mm -hmm. totally love it right now Mm. i i don't know how it'll feel like over time or whatever but i i i I guess i didn't expect like the way that it's structured because it's like sort of three different um events basically and i didn't expect that like i wanted to know more about like steve jobs and all that shit and i was interested in that i don't know some moments i was just kind of like i don't care i don't know 
<laughs> maybe it'll yeah, maybe it'll I... get a bit better like you know on a rewatch or something like that like julia was saying to me because she's the one who showed this to me this was the last movie we watched together oh she was telling me beforehand like you know it's written by aaron sorkin as well and i actually mm. prefer this to the social network and i was like that's fucking blasphemy mm. and <laughs> I still feel that way, honestly, because I love The Social Network way more than this, but yeah. I still did really like this movie, so... I like The Social Network just a hair more as well, probably, but man, they're, the more I think about it, they are really close, and like, Michael Fassbender fucking stole the show, and the oh, writing he's great, was so yeah. good. It, phenomenal, really great movie. I need to rewatch it. I think I own it now, actually. <sighs> Well, shit, that's all the movies. Oh my yeah, gosh, oh my and we God. still have music! <laughs> and listener questions. Oh my, God. oh my gosh. Alright, I so the last album I listened to the last time we caught up was uh, Long Live ASAP by ASAP Rocky. This next one after that, I also continued with his discography. Um, I'm just going to lump these two together because it was his last two albums. They're at Long Last, ASAP, and Testing. Both I gave a four out of five. I really enjoyed them. It, it kind of mixes like rap with pop elements and R&B, mainly, mainly at Long Last, ASAP. Testing is where it gets really more experimental and kind of rougher around the edges, you know, as the title kind of says testing like he's testing with new sounds and like i can't wait for his next album because like he's heading in a better direction i think with yeah. his music from just generic rap you know he's moving in a better direction so. i really gotta give him a go good stuff his, his early stuff is rough but it, i really do like his last album he can do another one after that go ahead okay oh yeah this was a new album that came out at the end of last year called heroes and villains it's the new album by metro boomin who's mainly a rap producer a music producer mm -hmm. but he uh so he doesn't like rap or sing on it but he produced all of these tracks and brought all these artists together, all these different rappers together and singers and all that. It was a surprisingly great album. Like, the songs are super catchy. The production is super slick and, like, just sounds really good. It's got everybody from, like, The Weeknd to, you know, a bunch of other kind of modern rappers that people might know or might not. But, you know, it was great. I gave it another four out of five. Hell yeah. The last one I did was Contra Void by Contra Void. So the one I listened to after that was Laurel Hell by Mitski. Oh yeah. I was I still have to listen to that. Yeah, the latest Mitski. I'm I'm just gonna say like the first line that I said in this like first reaction, same ol' Midski. Oh no. <laughs> She just That's never, she just never guess. changes. I like her songs here and there through her discography, but she is just one of the most like boring slash mid artists ever. <laughs> I, I just don't I, get the hype at all. I think she's been consistently average, but like, I don't know. The, I forgot the name of the album that's before Laurel Hell. That's the one that I'm on right now. And I do like the songs on that already more than a lot of her past stuff. So I can see myself enjoying her latest two things more than her old stuff. Is it know? Be the Cowboy, the one that you're on? Probably. I'd have to look it up. But I think you're right. There's one song I still consistently listen to on that album. And it's um, Why Didn't You Stop Me. I really like that song. Mm. But I mean, yeah. yeah, Laurel Hell, like, I got nothing out of it. It's just <laughs> so boring. These next three are actually all by the same artist. And I enjoyed them all. And uh, they're from Open Mike Eagle. I already talked about this guy. God, yeah, I gotta start listening to his shit. Yeah, underrated rapper. Seriously, like, great production, great lyrics, unique 
sound. Uh, his three albums I listened through pretty much back to back were Hella Personal Film Festival is one of them. <laughs> uh, the one after that is Brick Body Kill. Oh my God, Brick Body Kids <laughs> Still Daydream. And then after that, Rappers Will Die of Natural Causes. So those three albums, the one I loved, Hella Personal Film Festival. That one just had like the most catchy, catchy beats and production and like melodies to it, you know. Then the uh, the other two were also solid. Uh, but yeah, he's just been so consistent, this guy. And so I highly recommend him. Very uh, nice. The next one I listened to was Once Twice Melody by Beach House. Beach House are one of my favorite bands of all time. I've seen them in concert, mm. loved them for a very, very long time, and this is their latest one. And it was like an hour and 20 minutes. Like, it was really, really long. Somehow, even with that, like, they still just impress me every time. I give it mm. an 8 out of 10 on first listen. Yeah. They will probably just always be one of my favorite bands. Like, there's some experimentation occasionally in this album that doesn't always work for me, but maybe it would work better on re-listen. Regardless, I just, I just loved it so much. I think they're an incredible mm. band. I've listened to their first album i'd have to re-listen to it i i think i was working like i was at work trying to listen to it while doing other stuff mm. so i wasn't fully in to it but uh i, I really want to like them i really i i gotta listen through their stuff i'd say if you're gonna listen to their second album at any point do it like just in a very calm dark <laughs> environment you know because yeah. it's really really comforting and beautiful and i feel like you'll mm. get a lot out of it in that way next couple uh i listened to i know that julie's been showing you some beck but i don't yep. know if you've gotten this far because beck has a lot of shit too man he has a lot but i've listened i listened to uh the information and modern guilt those are the two different albums i feel like i never know what to say about beck i just don't know what more <laughs> i can say I feel like, the same, honestly. He's consistently good. He's very consistently good, and he changes up his sound, but so gradually that, like, it's not, like, so throwing me off, you know? Both were great albums. I gave both a four out of five. I would still prefer his, um... I can't remember. Oh, my God, what's the name of that album? Oh, I forgot the the names of which <laughs> albums were which, but they're not, like, my favorites by him, but they're still very good, and I, you need to check them out. They're, they're definitely worth it. I, this was way back in December, so I'm trying to even remember what the hell, like, you know, <laughs> my reaction to it. I listened to, there's this kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say obscure, but like this rapper that not, uh, not many people talk about. Her name is Tierra Wack. That's her, at least her rap name. Yeah, this album called Wack World is very unique. You've, you won't hear another rap album like it because the songs are so, you could listen to this in like 20 minutes and probably be through the album. It's so short because the songs are like a minute long each but it's kind of frustrating because like the the songs are so catchy and then once you get into it they just end mm -hmm. but i really i i really enjoyed it it was actually re-listened because i listened to it way back but then i just randomly re-listened to it recently the production is great the beats and melody are, is so catchy it just gets stuck in your head so yeah i gave it a four and a half out of five all i've heard from her yet but she is really good um my next one was a first time listen of revolver by the beatles oh wow i i've like you know you know me i go in like order of release and shit so this this felt like the first one where i actually started enjoying them because yeah up until then fair. it's just it, it feels like the same song over and over again basically kind of does yeah as much as i love the beatles like i love them it is kind of the same shtick over and over in their early stuff revolver like i i don't know i gave it a six out of ten i didn't oh. get like a ton out of it but it does like differentiate from the 
albums before it, obviously. But it doesn't do like quite as much as I'd hoped. I think uh, it, I, it I is grew it up is with their best album. album. So, like, it is their best album so far in my venture yeah. into their work. And I loved "I'm Only Sleeping" and "Tomorrow Never Knows." I love those songs. Mm. But huh. yeah, aside from that, I didn't get like a huge amount out of it. But it is their best so far. So I look forward to more. And a lot of people call it their best in general, which even I maybe objectively maybe it's their best but i my favorite is magical mystery tour i feel like you'll like that one too do people really call revolver their best people yeah people do that yeah a lot of people think revolver's their best (laughs) i i i mean i love it for me it's like maybe a five but that's because i grew up with it and i remember hearing these songs growing up and like uh maybe a re-listen would feel different yeah i don't know even like you didn't like the uh eleanor rigby song eleanor rigby man i just i like the songs that i said yeah but i'll I'll re-listen i'll definitely re-listen next couple i listened to i think this is an ep actually um yeah it's only like four tracks but it's the latest music put out by poppy it's called stagger the name of the ep good stuff not like amazing they're not quite as memorable as like her albums but a solid set of four songs like she's she's heading in that rock more rock direction you know apart from like pop which i don't know if i love that direction she's going in but it's still good stuff good old poppy good old poppy i finally oh man i'm glad i started listening to this group but i listened to the first album by black midi uh oh yeah let's fucking go schlagenheim i like i said i wanted to show that to you in in south dakota i know see that would have been a good one to throw when we were driving to we were driving to sioux falls or whatever yeah we should have thrown that one i mean i liked the bus driver album too but we should have thrown this on too yeah, Schlagenheim is great. Yeah, it's it was so good. Like, so good. I don't even know where to begin. I honestly feel like um, nothing will, nothing they bring out will surpass that. But I don't know. In I mean, in the future they might, but like, Schlagenheim uh, is so special, I think. It is so good. And like, I, I don't know, for me, all three of their albums, it's so weird. I don't know which ones I like more or less. They're, they're all like perfectly i don't even know how to describe it they're all different but they're like i love them all for different reasons and i don't know which i like more so i'd have to re-listen through all of them again probably but i gave this like a 9 out of 10 it could honestly go up to a a 10 i noticed like a bit of a decline in their music like after that but like even then like they're still just such a great band and but like schlagenheim i don't feel like it'll be beaten i mean i See, I like some of the stuff they did in their second two albums, which I might as well just get to, because I also listen to... Cavalcade? Cavalcade. (laughs) It's Cavalcade. Oh, Cavalcade and Hellfire. I like how they they implement, like, more almost jazz into it. That sort of, that, those instruments and that sound. And it almost sounds a bit more experimental, I thought. Um, Because where the first one is almost just kind of straight up rock and metal for the most part. I liked how they experimented a bit more with those sounds in their second two albums you know testing new things out and i really just have to listen through all of them again i i appreciate how they have like tried to innovate new shit with each album that makes me happy like i like when artists do that try shit that's different but it's just it's not working for me as well right now Mm. i just don't think schlagenheim will be topped at the moment i really want to listen through all these again to fully say this is my favorite album this is my least favorite Mm. I, I, at the moment, it's just a big blur, but I love it all. I know I love 
loved all of it. My next was Just Enough Hip to Be a Woman by Broncho. This is a band that's recommended to me by Julia. I think I talked about their first album on that last episode we did music on, but this was their second, and yeah, it fucking ruled. Like, it was... I gave it, like, a 9 out of 10 on first listen. Really great, like, punk-style rock. It's just super enjoyable. It, like, knows that genre well, and it's just so much fun. All of the songs are so engaging. It moves very quickly. I just thought it was great. Like, I don't know what else to say about it, but I loved it. Hmm. I listened to... I don't even know what makes me go, go out of my way to listen to some of these rappers that are... I don't even know how I heard of this guy, but his name's K-Trap, yeah. and he's a UK rapper. I just wanted to try and listen to more uk rap and this is his first album or mixtape or something it's called k trap presents the last whip mixtape <laughs> i was like waiting like... for that entire sentence to end and i'm like oh it just kept yeah. going <laughs> yeah it's good stuff i gave it a three and a half out of five it's uh uk rap is kind of hit or miss for me They've got some good beats, some good production, good flow. <laughs> I just find UK rap kind of funny, just the way that they rap. I think the I UK know. like itself is like what's responsible for a lot of the best music out there. But, I mean, mm-hmm. the rap scene is a bit different sometimes. Yeah, it's worth checking out. I, apparently K-Trap is supposed to be one of like the better UK rappers out there. So that's what I've heard. So I guess, you know, check them out. If you're into that. Next two, I'll just do the next two, was I listened to the first album by Boards of Canada. Oh, wow. Uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I just, I don't know why I was just, I randomly will add artists to my Spotify and just be like, let me just give this person a listen. It was good stuff. Yeah. It was, it was pretty good stuff. Like, you know, good abstract, whatever, instrumental, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's two-ism, right? Yeah. Two-ism. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to remember the album because uh, I listen to so much. But, it's yeah. not a huge one, like for me, but like apparently it's like a very loved album. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of I people didn't know love anything that album. about this group. I definitely want to listen to more stuff like that. But I would definitely check out more of their stuff. I would for sure. I wanted to listen. I'm not a big fan of this guy, and he passed away. He's a young rapper. You know, they they're always they're always dying. All these young <laughs> rappers nowadays. But I mean, you know, like rest in peace. But uh, I wanted to listen through XXX Tentacion's stuff just oh, because, just because I, as a rap fan who likes to try and listen to all of it, like he was a big influential modern person that yeah. you know just came and went and i have to listen through it so i i listened to i don't even know if this is his first album but it was the first that popped up on spotify chronologically but it's uh you X, gotta X, stop X. doing that quinn what <laughs> going by spotify i told you go on wikipedia with guys like this does it really matter i mean fair enough i guess but <laughs> yeah i don't know this is called xxx tentacion presents members only volume three so yeah it makes no sense for this to be his first but wow whatever it was uh not that great i gave it a three out of five and that's kind of being generous um and it's not even like he's on some of the tracks but this is like actually a big compilation album with a lot of different rappers the beats were good it's some pretty heavy hard-hitting rap beats distorted and everything like it's definitely like a sound i just it got so repetitive and it was kind of annoying at a certain point so yeah nothing special Hmm. honestly my next one was uh most normal by gillaban 
band, formerly known as Girl Band. Anyway, yeah, it's very noisy. It's a it's a very noisy album. It's it's really hard rock noise music, and it's in your face and crazy and shit like that. But like honestly, like I I've listened to it twice now, and I feel like it's probably like their best so far. They've got three mm. albums. With this one, I actually just really enjoyed the shit out of it. Like it was just so consistently great, and I love noise music when it's done well. So. This was done well, and I loved it. The next one I listened to was... I knew I wouldn't really like this, but yet another kind of big artist I wanted to listen through their stuff. I listened to... Is this their first album? Okay, it is. This is their first album, so I was trying to go in order. I listened to Badlands by Halsey. Yeah, didn't like this at all. This this is just everything wrong with pop music today. Like, it's just annoying. The the it was bland it was generic it was repetitive it was just so basic i gave it a one and a half out of five just total throwaway radio music that's all this is so i don't recommend it Uh, if you like generic pop then i guess go for it but it's yeah i gave it a one and a half out of five not very good you know what i the next three are actually all from the same person well people and i listened to the first three albums from Cassio P. Who? Cassio P. You never heard of them? One of their. I thought you would have. I could have. I really thought you would have. Like, one of the album covers is like a race car on a track. And it's like an instrumental instrumental thing their self-titled album cassiope i gave it a five out of five it's some of the best instrumental kind of like jazz jazz rock funk fucking whatever you know music it's just really good if i had it on repeat like it's just you gotta it's like a jazz fusion type thing and i recommend that album for sure like it's beloved by a lot of people apparently i gave it a five out of five i was For a while, it was like all I was really listening to. And then I listened to their second album, Super Flight, which was also very good. Not as good as the album before this. The album before this, like every song was memorable and catchy to me. But this one had some throwaway tracks. It was still very good. Still like good experimental, instrumental stuff. And then their third album after that, Makeup City. It kind of like declines in quality, to be honest, each of these albums. I gave that one a three out of five. Kind of lost the the magic of those first two albums. It wasn't as good. But either way, I've still got that first album to come back to, and it's fucking amazing stuff. My next one was Process by Yvette. Seems like a very obscure album and artist in general, I guess. But like, it, it literally has one rating on Music Board, and it's by me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, music. I wish more people got on Music Board, man. Yeah, but I gave it a 5 out of 10. I just said, it's okay. Like, it's it's totally smack, smack bang in the middle. I just... Uh-huh. I wanted more, like, good noise music, basically. Like, after that girl band, Gilla Band album, whatever. I was just, like, you know, looking up, you know, some good shit by other noise artists. And I looked up this one, and it didn't interest me that much. I didn't think it was that great, but it's not bad either. It's just sort of in the middle, so... Yeah, I don't have much to say about it. The next album I listened to, this was a kind of a re-listen, and I don't even know why I decided to re-listen to it. And to be honest, uh, now hearing about this artist kind of makes you feel weird. I mean, because this this rapper, this Korean, I think he's a Korean rapper. His name's Chris Wu, and he was part of like a one of those like kind of BTS type groups. I don't know which one, but oh. he went off and this is his solo album. It's he's not from like BTS, I don't think. And he did his own solo rap album. 
it's actually really good. I gave it a three and a half out of five. But apparently he's like a convicted rapist. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, so that's not good. But That is not great. Uh, you don't want that. No. I listened to this album. This came out like 2018. I listened to this before I think the news of that came out and before they actually removed the album from Spotify. It got like that bad. But then randomly the the album is back on Spotify now for some reason. So I I decided to listen to it again. And yeah, it's still good, but just if you're if you're going to separate the art from the artist, I guess, this still this guy is a piece of shit yet again. So it's it's just a solid rap album like with some catchy hooks here and there and good production. But yeah, these next two albums so I was on like a re-listen spree for a bit. For some reason, I just needed something familiar. I re-listened to fully both of the two of the albums by Charlotte Gainsbourg. Her albums Stage Whisper and Rest. I loved them on re-listen. Like I just, it got a switch flipped and like, I don't know. Rest, I gave a five. That's how much I enjoyed it. And Stage Whisper, I gave like a four and a half. I just think she's so multi-talented, clearly. Like she can act, she can sing, she can fucking do whatever, you know? I just, I love her music almost as much as her movies at this point. I mean, she is just so good. Uh, my next one was the new Bjork album, Fasora. Even I haven't listened to all that yet. I said, like, in the... I mean, I guess my opinion doesn't mean much to you, probably. But I said, like, in the title of my music board first reaction thing, like, I don't like Bjork much in general, but even then, this was one of her worst. Yeah. I remember listening to a couple tracks, and I was, like, really trying to get into it. Like I've said, too, I like her early stuff way better. Yeah. So... I don't love a lot of her new stuff, so I don't know if I'll love this or not. It's just so meh. And, like, mm -hmm. I listened to that Beach House album, like, in the same day, and that was, like, 30 minutes longer than this, but this still dragged more. Like, Damn. I was just like, oh, my God. So, She's, I mean, I'm uh, not a big Bjork fan in general, as we've said many times, but, yeah, it's just... <laughs> this This was just not good, I don't think. I gave it a 3 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, that's all right. She's definitely not for everybody. I listened to these next two albums were both kind of like uh, electronic, experimental, instrumental, I guess, albums. The first one was Crystal Castles by Crystal Castles. Oh yeah, finally! Yeah, I gave it a four out of five. It was very, it was great. It was, I don't know, out, sometimes you don't know how to, you know, describe shit like this. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's out there. It's kind of, it's experimental and like electronic and cool. I'd look forward to listening to more of their stuff. I really do. The next one I listened to was the first album from Neon Indian psychic chasm i really got to get to them yeah yeah he it was good very good i i've only the only songs i've heard from him were actually off of like the gta 5 soundtrack mm. <laughs> like they threw some of his <laughs> yeah. songs on the gta 5 soundtrack and it was like i remember loving it uh finally listened to his first album really good stuff i kind of wish i loved it more because i only gave it a three and a half out of five um that's just because only a few tracks here and there really stood out at a certain point it kind of got a, a bit repetitive you know but it's still a really cool sounding album and then i listened to magdalene by fka twigs because that's Ooh. the next one i was on yeah i like that album yeah it was good 
I, I was really torn between some of it. I mean, at certain points, I was, like, not that into it. And then other tracks would come along, and I it would pull me back in. But I think I like her first album more than this, honestly. Magdalene's actually the only one that I do like by her. Like, I'm not oh. I'm not a big fan of her in general. And and even then, Magdalene yeah. isn't, like, perfect or anything. I just think it's, like, okay. I guess I she's think it's just okay not for too. me that much. I thought it was just kind of okay as well. Like, it was a solid listen, but I definitely preferred her first album, and I still will get to her, her latest one. But I, I don't love her either. I really don't. My next one was Growing Up by the Linda Lindas. Random album that I just checked out. It was like a debut from this all-girl punk band. I gave it a 3 out of 10. Not great. It's just sort of like generic punk rock. Like, there's nothing really that new about it. And honestly, like, there was a few songs where I was like, yeah, okay, this is, like, fun and enjoyable and whatever. Like, I'm I'm cool with this. Mm-hmm. But, like, the last song on the album just left, like, this really bad taste in my mouth because it was called Racist Sexist Boy. And it was just, like, this all-girl band, like, screaming about, like, men, basically. And I was just <laughs> like, uh, okay. It's just nothing new. That's all. That's all I can say about it. I gotta just lump the next four together because they're all by the same artist. And I randomly at work one day you know one morning at work i was doing my thing and had the sudden urge to re-listen through all of poppy's albums oh yeah back to back i was just i was like on a poppy spree oh my god man these albums just get better and better the more i listen to them poppy computer four and a half out of five (laughs) am i a girl five out of five i disagree four and a half out of five and then flux four and a half out of five flux was the one that surprised me because i remember telling you that that was the one i was like i don't really like the direction she's going like just you know she really switched up her sound but it totally worked this time i don't know Mm. it just got it was just so much better right now flux is my favorite you could say any of these were your favorite and i'd be like yeah it's an amazing album i just love the gradual like progression of her sound to where like she went from just straight up pop electronic to like pop metal gradually getting more and more uh rock and metal influence i guess my next one was waiting for the world by wayward they're like this duo that just brought out this one thing and then sort of stopped making music i guess i gave it a 9 out of 10 like this shit was fucking great it's really like well put together progressive electronic music that like really just builds up so so well the individual songs themselves are just so so beautiful and they have like really strange like textures to them it feels like a mix of like i don't know fortet and mode rat i don't Mm. i don't even know how to describe it though but it's just like yeah once again they're from the uk like they make the best electronic music i don't know what it is (laughs) but i had known about like one song from this album from like a electronic mix that i heard like ages ago so i decided to Mm -hmm. check out the whole album but that song was called all a bit mad and i do still like that song but waiting for the world canvey island ridge road they're all just such good songs i would highly recommend this album literally all of these next albums they're all by the same artist i mean i can do still three at a time but it's their whole discography i went through their whole discography talking heads man i've listened through all of the talking heads albums twice all twice eight studio albums i listened through all of them in a row and then i listened through all of them in a row again i've been awakened my mind has been (laughs) my third eye opened with this band man i've never been so obsessed 
with a band in a long time. I haven't felt this way since when I was a teenager, then Green Day was my favorite band, and then it became Metallica. I can feel, I, I really feel like this is the new phase of my life to where, because I haven't <laughs> listened to Metallica in like fucking forever, and I still call them my favorite band, but I've been listening to the Talking Heads like every day for weeks now, and I'm not even tired of them yet. They might be my new favorite band. I They just do wow. not miss they don't miss yeah and I, just, I will say so just unique. before you go on like i've heard their they've got eight albums i've heard their first seven. Oh wow i, I okay. haven't heard the latest one yet i i've only listened to them all like once over i think except for the first one yeah the first one i've heard like three times but like the others i've heard one time yeah they are great like they are fucking <laughs> great oh my god man eventually we we if we do an i would love to do an artist episode about them like mm. you know i would love to down the road you'll have to bring keelan on that one because he will be like offended if you don't he loves oh i know he's heads. a big fan too i think he, I, yeah. I saw that he was i always wondered who his profile pic was and that yeah, was yeah. david Byrne. <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah but so their debut album five out of five i just there's no song i don't like i gave their second album more songs about buildings buildings and food i gave that a five out of five i gave remain in light a five out of five because that is like objectively a fucking perfect album it really is in my opinion it's only eight songs and they're just all so good uh speaking in tongues five out of five little creatures five out of five i'm not even like blindly giving these five out of fives i'm really listening to each mm -hmm. track and like saying is this am i enjoying this track and i am like all of these every single song <laughs> except when it gets to true stories i did give that a four and a half out of five because they're really i know i need to i want to give it a five so bad but there are some tracks that aren't quite as strong it's a, kind of a shame that like you know you've got your their latest album which i know you haven't listened to it is definitely my least favorite and it's actually like the least favorite of i assume almost every talking heads fan from what i've seen uh naked you know their album naked i gave it a four out of five it's good it's great but it's just such a strange end to their career such a strange album to end on Lastly, I counted their live album because I watched the movie, Stop Making Sense, counted that, gave that four and a half out of five, just because, like I said, some versions of the songs, they're just kind of a little weak here and there, but mm. overall really great. I, I didn't even mention their album, Fear of Music. That's oh. also a five, of course. And I, I'm not even hesitating to call them my new favorite band. I think they are. I really think they are. Wow, wow. How many do you have left? I have one, two, three, four, four. Seriously? Yeah, how many do you have? More than that. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, probably that, I bet that eight albums knocked a lot out. How many do you have? <laughs> I'm 17. How did that happen? Holy shit, how did what? that happen? Now you have to do like three at a time. Jesus, what, <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, well, uh, wow, I'll, I'll do a few. I'll try and speed run <laughs> yeah. them. Okay, my next one was uh, Big Time by Angel Olsen. It was a bit disappointing because the album before that, miles better. But, like, even before that album, I wasn't, like, a huge fan of Angel Olsen. It's just I really love that album specifically. But this one, bit disappointing. I gave it, like, a 4 out of 10. It's not, like, mm. 
totally awful or anything like that, but it's just, I, I didn't get much out of it. Yeah. She's been on my list, actually, to listen to. She's okay. Like, I, I think that the 2019 one that she brought out was, like, the best one, easily. Mm. And the next one was Expert in a Dying Field by The Beths. It's a bit of a letdown, honestly. I give it a 6 out of 10. I think their first two albums were, like, way better, and I sort of expected this to be like on the same level like their music is just sort of fun upbeat rock pop type shit and it's like it's really nice but with this one i just felt myself getting like less and less interested as it was going on but the other two albums i didn't feel that way so yeah it's just Mm -hmm. a bit of a letdown but it's not awful or anything next one was hellfire by black midi on my music board thing i just said like am i missing something because, like, I just, I don't get it. I don't get why people are really into this. Like, I want to be into Black Midi. I, I love their whole thing. I love their music. But this one felt like their worst so far. Maybe it is. And even then, like, people can probably love it and give it, like, big scores and stuff. But I give it a 6 out of 10 on first watch, first listen. I, uh, I don't I'm know how I feel that loved it, but I don't know. Yeah, if it, if I give it another listen and I approach it in a different way, then maybe I'll like it more. Maybe I'm just expecting, like, Schlagenheim level of shit too much. I'll re-listen and see how I go, but I did like the song Welcome to Hell. I thought that song was great. I listened to the first album from Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh... It's a it weird start. I'll give you that. Something. Man, I'm really afraid, though. I'm afraid I'm not gonna like them in general, and I know that you guys all love them. They're just, they're, I feel like they're not for everybody, you know? Like, there's, I, I have to, I have to, I have to just say something. I have to interrupt you, and I'm sorry, but, like... Am I wrong? You're gonna say no, you're wrong. No, 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 I'm not gonna <laughs> say you're wrong. I'm not gonna say you're wrong, because their first two albums are probably, like, some of my least favorites as well. But, like, once okay. you get to Kimono My House, trust me. Trust me. <sighs> That's the thing, I've, I'm like a few songs into that album, as a matter of fact, and I'm still waiting for it to get good. I'm still waiting for it to wait, hit so me, yeah. Wait a fucking minute. You, I'm, I'm you, in Kimono My House heard, right now. You've heard This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us, and this you still think it's... This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Two of Us. Yeah, I've heard that, man. It's like... You oh. still don't think it's great? That song is like their most popular song ever. I know it is. I looked at... I saw it, and it, I was like, this is their most popular song? What? Like, it's... I, I, I guess I get that because it's older, but trust me, like, with Sparks, they change up so much. So much. And, and they not... are, like, they yeah. are top five favorite bands for me, so I will, like, defend this to the grave, but, like, with the, with the next few, maybe you're not gonna, like, feel that much towards it, but, like, once they get to, like, the electronic disco type era, maybe you'll like that. Yeah. And maybe. Once, I once would they pro- get to, like, the like orchestral type era after that, mm, you might like true. that more. Like, there's something for everyone with Sparks. That's why okay. I love them. Well, that's that's hopeful, because right now, it ain't looking too good. Like, I, I, I listened to... So I gave that a 2.5 out of 5. I didn't love it. It has some good songs here and there. I totally get that. That's totally fine. I'll be happy if I find... if I Like you said, if there's something for everybody in Sparks, then I hope I get to that point. Mm. I would be really sad if I went through literally all their albums and did not really like a single one, but I just you will. it doesn't get to that. You will. I, I have no doubt. They have like 27 as as... at this point. <laughs> My next one was Home Before and After by Regina Spector. I just want to read like what I said right away mm-hmm. because it's honestly kind of funny. I gave it a 1 out of 10. No, 2 out of oh, 10. Damn. 2 out of 10, sorry. Holy. Oh, um, that's better. 
And I said, huh? What the hell happened? Is this what six years of no albums does to a motherfucker? Regina, this was straight up not very good, my lady. I'll I'll just leave it at that. I wrote more, but like, yeah. She didn't bring an album out for six years, and then this was what she dropped, and it's like, really bad. I don't get it. Like, I liked her music quite a lot before this. It was just nice piano ballads with, like, her singing, and it was, like, beautiful songs, beautiful lyrics, but this was like, what? I don't get it. That's too bad. The next one was an album, don't get weirded out by this title, but it's called Freewave Lucifer Fuck 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 by Of Montreal. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you listening to, man? Hey, Of Montreal are another top five bands. No, I I recognize the band name, but that I think my brain just shut off after (laughs) hearing that title. (laughs) I know, it's like one of their weirdest titles ever. I was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Okay. Um, like casting a spell on me or something. I don't know what that's doing. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Maybe it'll grow on me a bit more. It's not like super great for me just yet, but like, Mm -hmm. it's still still good. It's still really good. And the last one of this bunch is an album that i can't stop talking about and thinking about oh. it's an album called skinty fear by fontaine's dc i i listened to it a second time like right after listening to it the first time during this and then i showed it to julia when she visited as well because i showed her like their three albums they've only got three albums so far but I, i'm i'm just blown away very rarely do i give a five star like right away but i did with this it's just, I, I don't get how it's this good. I really don't. With their first album, I was like, yeah, this is good. But I wasn't, like, amazed by it. I just I just thought it was good. Like, a good, solid album. But, like, the one after that, I thought was amazing. And this is a fucking perfect album. Like, oh my god, yeah. I just cannot get over it. I, I just love all of the songs in there so much. Big Shot, Roman Holiday, Skinty Fear, I Love You. All of those songs are just so amazing. The lyrics are incredible. I just, I can't get over it. That's all I'll say. Nice. All right, well, uh, speak. what's not perfection is, <laughs> is this second album by Sparks, a woofer in tweeters clothing. Let me tell whatever. you right now, least favorite Sparks album still. Nice. So, yeah, Good. I'll give you so that. I'm not crazy. Because I'm just, I look through uh, Letterboxd, or not Letterboxd, Music Board, top reviews, and people are giving it like 9 out of 10s. It's like, really not that what good. What am I missing? Okay, good. I just, man, I just, I'm getting kind of annoyed by some of the songs. Like, it's, like Here Comes Bob sounds like it's sang by one of the, the minions on Despicable Me. Like, <laughs> it literally it could be in that, that movie. The only, like, big classic from that album is Girl from Germany, and I still like that. Right. Everything else, like, it's, a, it's it's just such a whatever. Yeah, it's just a big whatever. Like, I, a lot of these songs really blend together for me to where it's like, I don't even know which one I'm listening to at this point. I, I just can't get behind it. Just It's not a sound I'm, I'm enjoying right now. No, they totally and had, I'm, like, a rough start. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Good, good. I can't wait for them to get better. And, I mean, Kimono My House is better than these first two albums, but it's still, like, roughly around well, the same We've only heard score. two songs, right? Well, I've heard, like, four, actually. Four, uh, and then... Uh, so I mean, like, I've still got more to list. I've still have to finish it, but keep going with it. It's 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 a great album, I think. Okay, my next one was "Lost Days in Lake Biwa" by Gremlin. Gremlin is an artist that I really really like, and he's mm-hmm. done some really really cool stuff. I don't know. I I just I just love him as an artist, and 
every time he brings out a new album, it sounds like sort of similar to the last, I guess, but like, I don't know, different in the ways that count. I don't know how else to describe mm-hmm. it. This was a really good one. It was, uh, it was a 7 out of 10 for me. Solid, good Gremlin album. The next one was Stereopathetic Soul Manure by Beck. It was my second Beck album. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I, uh, I don't totally love it or anything, but I think that it has like a lot of really great songs in there, particularly Rowboat and Aussie. I've been listening to those quite a lot. I love them. But yeah, it's just a, it's a solid one. It's a good one. It feels like very similar to his first album. So yeah. Uh, the next one was Giving the World Away by Hatchie. I gave this a four out of ten. Yeah, it's not terrible, but it's just really not that memorable either. She had like one album before this and I basically felt the same way about that. She hasn't changed in like the few years that she hasn't released an album. It, it would feel a bit better if it was more focused. A lot of her vocals can be really annoying. It's very like just annoying bland pop. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't enjoy much of it so and last one in this one this bunch was mellow gold by beck i actually like this less than stereopathetic soul manure what yeah surprisingly i love this album yeah maybe i i I feel like i probably need more listens maybe um (laughs) well did you at least like uh the iconic song loser oh yeah i mean i i recognized it immediately immediately like you said I loved Beer Can. I thought Beer Can was a great song. I don't know. It just didn't grab my attention, like, entirely Uh. as much as the first two. But it's still very decent. And, yeah, I just... I hope I like it more if I go back to it later. Six out of ten. I guess I don't love it either. I I just checked my rating. It's a three and a half. So it's Mm. like a half star above yours. It's good, though. It's still good. I listened to... Uh, I have not bothered listening through all of this other artist stuff just because I already know what to expect. I've already heard his songs, but I just haven't bothered listening to a full album. But I did listen to his most recent album, Let's Start Here, by Little Yachty, mm. because this is the case of a rapper changing up his sound, going outside the rap genre, and that doesn't happen a lot for a lot of modern rappers. Imagine like a young modern rapper who's making just kind of generic trap music just randomly drops a great psychedelic rock album out of nowhere. Like it just, it's a good psychedelic experimental alternative album. And yeah, it's just completely different from all the other stuff he's done. Just the name Lil Yachty and the fact that he was just a rapper before will probably turn a lot of people off already from it. But like, this is totally different than everything else he's done. I gave it a seven out of 10. It was almost an eight. It was very good. Just a bit too long. But okay. yeah, it was just really good stuff, like if you're into that. Alright, the first one was Angelo by Brigine. They have two albums before this that I really, really liked, but this one, for some reason, was just a bit of a letdown. I still gave it a 6 out of 10, but it probably has to be their worst so far. It just did not engage me that much, and I I, I really don't know what, what else to say about it, it's just... They have, like, a lot of really great, beautiful songs and all that, but this one just felt like it had a lot less of that. Still, still okay. And the next one was One Foot in the Grave by Beck. Yeah, good shit. I gave it a 7 out of 10, so I liked it pretty much as much as the second album. I don't love it all yet, but I could probably see it getting to that point where I start to love it a lot more. Mm. It's a very stripped back album, and it feels a little bit different to, like, Mellow Gold and stuff like that. It just, it feels more acoustic, I guess. But I really did like it. I liked the song Sleeping Bag and the song Seawater. I really liked them a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's solid for me right now. I'd like to revisit it at some point, but yeah, for now it's just solid. Yeah, I think same for me. These were all listened to, like, with Julia, by the way, like the, like, all of the next ones. Next one was Odelay by Beck. 
best in the discography so far. Yeah, I was about to say, that was one of my favorites too. At, at this point of like listening to Beck, like it was just the best in the discography so far. Just tons of moments that really hooked me. Like I loved the whole midsection. I thought the whole midsection was just great. Like I wasn't sure at the start and like a little bit iffy at the end, but the midsection just kept me like really, really invested. And I loved mm-hmm. a lot of the songs and the styles that they were going in. I loved the song yeah. Novocaine, Where It's At, Minus, Sissy Neck. All of those were just great. Yeah, it's just a really good album. It is a really good album. The most recent Beck album I listened to, Mutations. That is my favorite so far. I'm not like totally wowed by Beck in general yet, and I really yeah. don't know what to say about him a lot of the time. Right. But... <laughs> Same here, now you see my issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, maybe with like a lot of re-listens, I would get there. But yeah, it is the best so far. It feels the most consistent, definitely. I love the way it sounds. It can be really soothing at times and like hard hitting in others. Like I just, I just, I just loved a lot about it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. He's consistently good. Well, my last album, I wish I ended with one I liked, but I did not like this. The only reason I listened to this was because in the rap community, not even just the rap community, but the music community, this is like an album that's been kind of buzzing, like getting a lot of plays and popularity and never even heard of this guy never heard of him but is he's a rapper modern rapper of course his name's just yeet and uh yeet. he dropped this <laughs> album called afterlife man oh i gave it a one out of five i gave it a one out of five because it was damn near unlistenable there's only one song out of like 22 tracks i actually enjoyed the i would recommend the one song off the album it's called none i'd change i think that's what's called spelt kind of weird though none i'd change it's a good song i added it to my like songs the rest where it was just repetitive boring uh annoying kind of like it gave me almost a headache at times because it's just like the same woozy distorted rap production and he's kind of just like mumbling over these fucking beats mm-hmm. and just like he's just a complete just uninspired mumble rapper it's not that i don't know why this album is so popular in the community right now yeah not very good i didn't like it surprisingly fantano gave it like a seven out of ten and i was like <laughs> oh well i'll listen to it then fucking yeah fantano's done a lot of things i disagree with so whatever i mean me too probably but normally he's pretty accurate for like yeah that is a good album or that's not anyway that yeah it's not that good my next one was chloe and the next 20th century by father john misty well this was a fucking huge letdown i gave it a five out of ten like genuinely the three albums that came before this were all tens for me so this hurt i I don't know i just was bad about it what changed it's 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 a lot more of like a gimmicky sort of sound because he like implements these sort of like old like maybe like 60s 50s style like instrumentals and shit like that where it's just like i don't know it it feels very old and day and Mm. you know that's all well and good but it doesn't fit quite as well with like the music that he's trying to make because it feels like the same regular father john misty lyrics and vocals and stuff but like with that kind of instrumental backing there it doesn't feel like that instrumental backing has a reason to be there because Mm. he's not singing in a different way he's not talking in a different way he's not like producing lyrics that like come off in a different way like to fit that kind of sound you know i don't know it just it just felt like it like kind of bored me honestly like i i was just like really checking out while i was listening to it maybe a re-listen will help yeah i i can't say that i loved it the the only song i 
I did like was Q4. I thought Q4 was a really good song, but that's yeah. too bad. The next one was Double Vanity by Broncho. I talked about like the second Broncho album earlier. Yeah, this was their third one, and they've got one more after this. The third one I gave a seven out of ten. It, it's just it's just good. I really don't think I'm like loving them as a band, like, but I think that they have like some great moments. It feels like stuff that I would re-listen to like really easily because it's so easy to re-listen to, but it is just sort of like background music-y sometimes. Like, I, I don't like saying that about music that I like because I really do like this, but it, it does sort of feel that way sometimes. Yeah, it's it's still a good album. Um, I thought I Know You, Senorita, Borealis, and Wanna were really good songs. It's mm. just good. It's just good. And my last one <laughs> was the album uh... Freak Out slash Release by Hot Chip. And Hot Chip are one of my favorite bands ever. They have had a streak before this album of three absolutely perfect albums. And even before that, like very close to perfect albums. Like they are just, they feel like they do not fucking miss. Nice. They, they continued the streak. They do not <laughs> fucking miss. Oh my god, this wow. album was fantastic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I gave it a 9 out of 10 on first listen, and I honestly could see it moving up to a 10. I was literally listening to it with Julia. We were listening, like, on headphones at the same time and just looking at each other and stuff. We just kept, like, looking at each other and going, like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> this is so fucking good. I mean, Eleanor, Broken, Time, Miss the Bliss, Out of My Depth. All of those songs are just amazing. Every song is amazing. I love Hot Chip. That's it. Nice. I, I've i heard some of their songs, mainly when like we were all here in September, then like mm. they would pop up on the playlist, but I've never listened to one of their albums, so I need to. <sighs> I need They're to. so good. Their first <laughs> is a little bit rocky. You might not like it as much, but their second, I feel like that'll just sell you on whether or not you like Hot Chip. I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Um, Holy shit, fuck, we've recorded okay, for yeah. so long. Yeah. Oh my god, we still have questions. Hopefully uh, it can handle all this. I mean, we'll I, like I said, I'll, I'll edit it down. I don't think it's going to be That's that true. big of a deal. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Alright, well let's just get right into listener questions, finally! Alright, let's get through these. Uh, question from Alright So Reviews. Opinions on the new potential Lord of the Rings films. Wait, what? No, you didn't hear about this? No. Oh. Yeah, they're they're in talks to make new Lord of the Rings films. I don't like that. Yeah, no, no. Wait, like, wait, 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 like remakes of Lord of the Rings. No, I, I, if there was a remake, then people would riot. But I mean, like, I think they're just expand. They're, I don't know if they're just expanding on it and making new movies in that universe. But I just still don't think you should do that. I think it's fine. They made Rings of Power though. They did. They made Rings of Power, and look at that, how that turned out. So, mm. I don't know. I just don't think it's a... I, I just don't know if fans want that, you know? I don't know if I want that. I mean, I'm, I'm open enough to it, like, if it turns out well, but the, the problem is, yeah. like, a lot of people are going to hold it to the standard of Lord of the Rings, and, like, you exactly. cannot meet that. You just can't exactly. meet that. Exactly. That's... I mean, look at all the contra or not controversy, but like just all the discourse about the Hobbit movies and just like how people keep comparing those to Lord of the Rings and that people are hating on them because of that. So like, yeah. they're always you can't do that. People are always going to compare it to Lord of the Rings, and you just can't touch those movies. They're on a whole nother level. We have two questions for moving underscore 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 pictures. Julia, what's Woo! up? 
what is the biggest goal you've met each met for music slash movies discovered yearly or otherwise? We've mentioned this, haven't we? Or like, we um, you know how we were like comparing how we've like listened to a certain amount or watched a certain amount in one year? Like we yeah. did that quite a while ago. For music, I honestly don't know. I'd have to look it up. There was in 2020, I listened to. Like, that was the most music I listened to in my life in one year because I was doing nothing but driving for FedEx and I was listening to music all day, every day. And then I think also for 2020, that actually might have been the... Was it 20? It was either 2020 or 2021. It was also the same year I watched the most movies in my life in that year. So all I was fucking doing was watching movies and listening to music. But I watched 536 movies oh, that year. <laughs> yeah. So I was watching like two movies a day and that was just my routine because I literally had nothing to do but work. So yeah, that was my 2020. I don't know. I don't know what it is for movies, honestly. I have no idea. But for music, like my biggest year was 2019 where... Where I listened to 467 albums. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's a lot. It's our lives. We consume the media. It's our oh. lives. Of all, and oh, this question's also from Julia. Of all the new watches slash listens, which ones could you revisit immediately? The Talking Heads discography, I've I've literally had it on repeat, like, to this day. Like, I just, I will not stop. I just won't stop until I get sick of it. And I, but I don't want, I don't want to get sick of it, though. So that is the music I could re-listen to immediately. And uh, The Whale is another recent movie that as soon as I left the theater, I wanted to go back in and watch it again. So. I sort of feel the same way about The Whale, actually. That and maybe Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, because I do really want to watch that again. I mean, Listen's hot chip, like... I could listen to that Hot Chip album like again and again and again. I I need to, as a matter of fact. So I'll just Mm. say that. From movies that don't suck, he asked, picks for best picture? Well, out of what's nominated, probably everything, everywhere, all at once. That's what I think should win it. What I want to win is probably Banshees of Inishirin. I would say The Whale, but it wasn't even nominated for that category. I don't care. Um, I, I guess... I'll I'll go with those two as well, honestly. Like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Banshees, everything, everywhere. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me much. One of those will win, I'm sure. Uh, His second question was, are you guys ready for John Wick 4? I'm so fucking ready. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm ready for John Wick 4. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's... I can't wait. That's what I need right now. That's what I need for my life, to improve my life at the moment. Just give me John Wick 4. Yes, I need it. All the action, give it to me. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to see how they just one-up themselves with the action. Fuck, yeah. I don't know. I can't wait. This is uh, more of a demand rather than a question, but it's from (laughs) user 1962-1962. Thanks to our our loyal listener, user 1962-1962. He asked, or he he demanded that we... uh, he said, y'all need to watch the entire Scream franchise to get ready for part six on March 10th. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't really want to, but I might. I might actually watch through these movies just because we're getting it at the theater, I'm pretty sure, and it'd be cool to see Scream 6 in the theater, I guess, but I don't give a shit about this franchise that much. Honestly, I really don't. It's like the same thing every movie. <laughs> I've only seen the first. I really like the first, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, the first is great. I enjoyed the first quite a bit. The second one bored me a lot. 
so I just never continued. But maybe I'll watch the others, but I'm not in a rush. So yeah, yeah. And then the uh, last question sent to you is from Film Forager. Why doesn't Quinn like Sparks? Well, we've, why don't we've you discussed ask? this so much. Yeah, like, we did, <laughs> but why don't you ask me yourself, Chandra? Yeah. You see me at work. You see me at work, and when we have our movie nights, are you too afraid to ask me yourself? Just ask me to my face. Why don't Stand you like Sparks? Up to Quinn. Don't get Liam to ask for you. I don't know why I don't like Sparks. Probably it's a mix of the voice and, uh, you know, mainly that. His name is Russell. <laughs> oh my god yeah. this is the this is single longest recording we've ever done yes we're never lumping these two categories in together again <laughs> this is so much i'm gonna so. like hate this episode when i'm editing but like yeah you, you probably know, will it's yeah. it's still fun it still was a good conversation lots of movies it lots was, of music yeah got a lot of talking in my vocal cords need a rest for like i talked more in this recording than i probably did like all week or all of last week to anybody. Shout out to our lovely, awesome, freaking patrons who keep this train going, who keep the artwork aflowing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> We're loving the artwork. It's, and it's yes. all because of you guys. That's literally where the money is going. Like, all the money is going towards this artwork for each episode. So, thank you to Kath.Reviews. Thanks, Kath. Moving underscore 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 pictures, Julia. Thank Woo! you, Julia. I Thank miss you. you. Come back. Oh, <laughs> and then uh, we got Sarah's popcorn chat. Thank Sarah. you, Sarah. You're the best. And Amy, our door film. Thank you so much. We truly appreciate you. I'm sorry that I can never get your name right. I'm just, I'm losing my mind over here. <laughs> All right. Thank um, you, Amy. To Luna underscore 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 Pearl, Liam's mom. Thank Thanks, you. mom. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks anyway, all of you patrons you're very nice yes thank you so much and if you want to become a patreon check out the link in the description of the episode uh we would greatly appreciate it we are trying to improve the podcast with the artwork and all this stuff and that's where all the money goes so we would love it big or small if you wanted to help out consider donating we would appreciate it for sure you can find me at views by quinn on all the social medias just check the link tree below for my instagram letterbox all that stuff it's all in the link tree you can find me there and you can find me at movies music me all in the link tree as well youtube instagram letterbox music board serialized spotify tiktok whatever all of it and also our podcast Instagram page, Yeah No No Yeah Podcast on Instagram. Yes. Uh, follow that where we will post about our new episodes and update you there. And don't forget to rate the podcast on Spotify as well. We would appreciate that very much. Anyway, that's about it. My voice is so gone that I'm going to do a quiet version this time. I'm going to whisper it. Yeah, really I, nice I understand. <laughs> All right, so bye everybody and peace out. Bitches. <laughs> <Yes. Woo. laughs> Very nice. <laughs>